Yes, yes, we are back. Two G's in a pod. Your mum's favourite duo back in the studio again. And today I'm joined got a very special guest in the building. Give up for Lemzy. Yay, wait, 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 wait. What are you saying, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good. I'm happy to be here as well with you guys, man. Yeah, no, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made it. Thank you very much. Yeah, Daniel's running late, but once he comes, then we'll... There's always one in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) This happens every once in a while where it's like people people come late and stuff. And, you know, know, with black man timing. And the thing is, because I'm really like not a punctual guy i'm not proud of it but i'm not a punctual guy <laughs> except for things like You're this the first one here today That's what I'm saying. Exactly. except for things like this yeah i'm here on time all the time because i know if i'm not here do you know what is, I, do you know what i think it's down to i think it's just down to the fact that you care about this yeah exactly you know, when it we're really is. deeply honest it's like oh, i don't actually care about a lot exactly, of other things exactly it's fully that and so i can't really blame people when they come late because i'll come late for everything else so but um yeah how's it going man not bad man it's been um a busy past few weeks but if i really want to think about it it's like yeah exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get into that in a second but it's been a very busy year for you a lot of stuff's been happening but i've been very blessed to have a lot of good stuff happen uh and just looking forward to some of the immediate things so the short-term things that are coming up which we'll talk about yeah and um yeah wherever it goes from there Let's see. Yeah. But yeah. Growth. That's that's the word. Growth and ascension. Growth. Growth. Is yeah. that what your word for 2019 and that? 100% ascension, man. <laughs> yeah. Growing up. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so the first thing I was going to ask you, we do this a lot when we have guests on. Yeah. Uh, what's your playlist saying? My playlist. Do you know what's funny? I don't really listen to playlists like that, you know. I, li- I like, <laughs> I like, I'm an album person. Isn't really? It? Yeah, I love okay. when someone gives me a sick album that I can sit down and listen to all of this or a, or an EP, whatever okay, it is. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Yeah, when it comes to singles, I've kind of, just because um, of how the algorithms work now, they kind of form, playlists form, you know? Yeah, yeah. But even then, when I find a song that stands out, I'm like, all right, cool, forget the the playlist. Yeah, Yeah, let me go and see what else this person has given me, or if that's come from a certain project. So I just started listening to a guy called Loot, who signed to Dreamville, for instance. Yeah, 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 I actually saw it. He was, um, he supported Buzz at his show. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because I never heard of him until... When I'm on YouTube, you see producer type beats, and yeah, so I seen yeah, Luke yeah. type beat, and I was like, oh, this is a nice beat. Oh, this is a nice beat as well. But I hadn't got into him yet. I hadn't thought, all right, let me check this guy out until literally, I think last week or something. Okay, yeah. And I saw him and a couple other new faces that I've never seen or heard before, and I thought these lot are cold. And what was really dope about it was just like, I love when I go into YouTube and I find there's sick artists who have hundreds of thousands of views. They have their own big-ish fan base they're not like the biggest scenarios but biggish fan base they've got projects out and you think raw i'm really late to this party yeah and it just inspires me as someone who's trying to do similar where it's like eventually there'll be a point where there's people who will see me not with a thousand views but with a hundred thousand views yeah. or near a million views and then they'll be like raw i'm actually just late to this party yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be here so nah, i hear that man i hear that that's sick um it's funny that you say you don't listen to playlists like that because i always ask the question assuming everyone listens to play i always <laughs> like i've got playlists on playlists on playlists like for, for different real. moods everything like that but people, what's your mood today my mood today 
So I made a playlist for for uh, this episode. Jeez, come on, which fresh is um, a lot of UK, basically just UK stuff. So I've yeah. got uh, we got JK playing underneath. We started with Stormzy. Yeah, I've yeah. got uh, Dave's on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, che Lingo. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, yeah, dope. he's dope. Uh, Koji Radical. Yeah, uh, obviously a lot of your stuff as well. To, yeah. A lot of your stuff as well. Sick. Um, but yeah, so um, really, I want to jump into it. Um, Basically, 2019 has been a big year for you. But before we get into that, I want to start off with uh, the question for those who don't know. Yeah. Who is Lemzy? Uh, this is like my least favorite question. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know. I can tell. It's everyone's <laughs> least favorite question because it feels like an interview. Yeah, like, exactly. That's when it starts yeah, feeling yeah, like, yeah, like, a, like for a job in that. <laughs> and that. I am a very hardworking, yeah. determined... Indi- no, no, no. Um, I am hardworking. Though. I can't even lie. Like, mm. I'm someone who... I have a lot of aspirations and I have a lot of things that I really, really want to achieve before yeah. I'm gone and I want to make sure that I've got a sustainable legacy behind me. Um, something that, you know, I will look back to and think, rah, I'm so happy I did X, Y, Z. Mm. And I'm just someone who wants to work and work until I don't have any regrets of the fact that oh, maybe I should have tried that out a bit more yeah. or gone and done X, Y, Z. So I love music and music's been my passion since I was about 10 years old. I uh, wasn't really going to do music as a career or I was fighting the urge and the necessity of me doing music as a career for a long part of my life because I was very um, I was very academic. Yeah. You know, I went to school, I did well GCSEs, A-levels and then uh, university as well where I got a 2-1 for law of criminology. Okay. I was at Manchester. But along that whole path, I had such an apathy towards the education system and school in, gener- in general. So I knew that there was something about me that meant I'm not really going to be comfortable doing all the things that are quite conventional. However, because I was quite good at them and because that's the norm, um, especially when we try and determine quote unquote success, it kind of just felt like I was on that conveyor belt where that was the trajectory that I was bound to be on, you know, get a good job in the city and stuff like that. And I actually did get a couple of jobs in the city. All of them ended for different reasons. Um, But when I look back at it and I think about my own purpose and my own life I think yeah none of them none of those jobs were for me they weren't like you know? fulfilling you yeah they yeah. weren't fulfilling me but they weren't even f- like there was no way that I was going to do any of those things for a sustainable amount of time yeah like I was I think the longest one that I had was 11 months or something okay um, and the final job that I had as a legal assistant I was made redundant but that was literally the week before I was going to hand in my notice anyway mm. and my whole feeling was that yeah, I'm in a really good law firm. I've got um, a good team of people around me who are very nice. I can talk to them if I need to. Sometimes a bit annoying, but that's just like colleagues in it. Mm. Um, I was in a great environment. I was in London Bridge, so outside the view was spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Going around, you'd have nice things to eat. Everything was set up, but I wasn't, I just didn't feel it at all. I look around the office and think, I can't see myself being any of you people. Yeah. And the person that I was next to was this young girl called, actually I won't even say her name, but this young girl that I would um, sit next to and she was 18, 19 or something. And she was just sick at the job. And I could tell that like... She's hungry for it. Yeah, and I was like, this is you, isn't it? This is your lane. And between her and I, we talk and we get on and stuff, but we're two completely different people. So even seeing that, I was like, you know what, this... This isn't where I'm meant to be. Uh, I need to go and really do something that's going to make me feel fulfilled. And I'm someone who loves seeing greatness in other people. And I know I had it in me in some degree. 
So I'm like, I need to go and do something that actually shows that I can be great at something. Yeah. So that was her greatness saying like, I can do this job very well. Whereas for me, it's like, if I stay here or in any kind of environment like this, I'm not going to be able to exhibit what I truly believe is my own greatness. Mm. So let me go and do it in a field where I feel comfortable and it's become creativity. So yeah. it's become music, it's become creating events and opportun opportunities for other people as well. Cause yeah, opportunity is everything, man. But yeah, that's that's me. I don't want to ramble on too much no, that before was, that you jump that was, in. <laughs> that was interesting. It's actually brought up a, a couple of like questions that I hadn't planned because um, I, I guess I can relate to you um, mm. in some respects with the whole feeling like you're on a, the education conveyor belt because yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've done the same. Like, I went to a good school, got decent, uh, good grades and GCSEs, yeah. A levels, got, went to a good uni, and it's like I'm I'm at the stage where it's like trying to think of my next step and yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of the jobs that. Uh, I'm applying for and things I'm just not enthusiastic about yeah. so what are you like, applying for if you don't mind me asking every, anything and everything and I'm it, cost, bro, casting a wide net trying yeah, to see what no, catches that's actually what I got to as well because yeah, I did um, the law thing and the, then it was like it's all mad honestly trying to get a um, trying to yeah get a training contract was people see, say my, music my sister's, is my sister's competitive, on, the same, yeah. on the same thing as you because she's, she's the law now yeah bro yeah. they say music is competitive but they uh, haven't done the uh, law degree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, training contract because yeah, yeah. that is like yeah. a thousand to one. Yeah, I remember when my sister was applying for when she was applying for hers. Yeah, because she eventually got one that she's got one at Clifford Chance, and now she's just finishing Sick. off. Yeah, finish, congratulations to your sister. That's but a big when she look. when she was doing that, like I could see the stress she was under. Yeah, it's not but, easy. So anyone who does actually do it, um, yeah, and successfully, I'm like hats off to you, man, because yeah. you've done yeah. something that I don't think I could do unless yeah. I really challenge myself. Yeah, yeah. Now I hear that and. So, like I was saying, for me, it's just like, mm. I feel like I, I'm, a bunch of the things I'm applying for, I'm not really that passionate about, yeah, but yeah. I'm applying because it's like, you always have to ask yourself, is it like passion versus paycheck? Cause yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Of course. You need, you, you have to eat. Yeah, you you exactly. You can't, you can't live your life just like yeah, 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 chasing no. a passion all the time. Like, sometimes you have to be realistic. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, which is which is interesting that you sort of just taken the plunge into into music. Mm. Um, when Do you know it sounded like you had something good setup for you in yeah. terms of one thing I should say as well because yeah this is actually really really important a lot of people think that the whole I'm just going to quit my job I'm just going to go for it thing yeah. is re it's really romanticised man and it's it's not great and I would only do it if you can so the reason I was able to do it at that moment in time is also because financially I was stable at that time Yeah, like I had savings and I also got a bonus from when I left that job as well so for me money wise which is a big thing when you live in the city of London, I was okay. Like I could still afford to go on holiday or go out and eat and all this other stuff that I needed to do mm. at least for a little while anyway. Um, so yeah, anyone who is thinking of just doing that plunge, make sure you look at everything around you yeah, first, yeah, in it? Like yeah. if you've got zero in your account, you need to save up. We need to have some way of thinking, how am I gonna get some money? Because if you just create music or just um, draw or just design fashion, it takes a while to even get like good quality art mm. and then to have your good quality art seen and then for it to be purchased like it takes a while for all of that to happen so just make sure you're in a position that's safe <laughs> like yeah, that's why yeah, 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 yeah i yeah. advocate for that strongly yeah no i hear that um okay so i guess you've kind of explained because my next question was how how did you get into into music and but i guess you, you've kind of explained that it was a passion from young and then yeah yeah I, yeah yeah it was more like external influences that got me a lot um okay, so when i was young young like eight and nine. in fact you know what? i don't even remember any music before i was like nine years old okay. and that was because 
I think everything was just bubblegum pop music, like <laughs> S Club 7. I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's not real yeah. music music. Yeah. And then I heard, um, or I saw Eminem doing Lose Yourself and the music video. And yeah. I was like, whoa, this is different to the bubblegummy, very nicey-nice melodic stuff yeah. that I was used to at such a young age. And then all of a sudden, it's someone who's quite aggressive. It's all dirty, it's rapping, it's quite bassy, etc. Um, and that opened my world, in, well, opened the world of hip hop music to me. And so I was then introduced to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg's 50 Cent, obviously mm. became a huge person at that time as well. So there's a lot of things happening. And then, of course, <clears throat> grime music as well. All of these things were just influences for me and just information that I was absorbing. I was like, oh my God, this is this is the way to talk. This is the way to walk. This is the way to dress. This yeah. is the way to rap. This is the way to listen to your music, the way to share your music. All of this kind of stuff that we had when we were growing up. So whether it was MySpace and MSN or LimeWire, that was a big one. Yeah, um, yeah I remember them days. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> just infecting your mom's computer. That's shit. what I'm saying, isn't it? Because I feel like everyone at some stage, not everyone, but a lot of people at some stage were a rapper. A lot of people had bars at some yeah, point in yeah. their childhood. I think with me, it was just that I enjoyed it so much and I really believed that I could actually do it quite well mm. um, if I pushed myself to do, do so. That I, you know, I've continued up to this point because I was never the best rapper when I was younger. It was just that I was the hungriest and I really, really wanted it. Mm. And I still really, really want it. So there's still a long way to go, but I'm happy with where we're at so far. That's dope, man. That's dope. Love, man. Um, so then I guess my next question is, it might be a bit more like a philosophical question. but Jeez, like, come on, hit me. <laughs> why, why did you start do music? Like, what is it that you want out of the game? Is it to be the biggest artists in the world like the Adele's and that mm. or do you have other reasons for why you, you make music? Yeah, I think I make music simply because I have something to say and although I can like I can sit down with you now and we can talk about it Yeah, I feel that there's a whole different nuance when you start incorporating um, the audiological aspects of just music forget all the words yeah. but the actual music itself because I actually even used to do spoken word as well okay. so when I started out I was like half spoken word artist half rapper and well actually not when I started out so this is like post me doing grime music and stuff I became more of like a spoken wordy you, can, you say a lyricist basically yeah. someone who just had loads to say um, and I always felt there was and this is no shot to spoken word at all but I always felt there was a slight emptiness when I did spoken word and I was missing something in terms of delivering what I really wanted to say. I was able to like say more, but there was a feeling that I was missing. So for me, it very much became like, let me focus on music and make music the avenue of how I can communicate with people, mm. whether it's younger people, older people, etc. And I think for me, it was just because it had been a, such a big part of my life, unknowingly as well a lot of it was subconsciously i was just doing music but it was always there it was ever present so at that point when i was um when i was made redundant i was like what else am i gonna do am i gonna continue to pretend that i should be getting these kind of jobs and i should be doing that and it will somehow make me happier later when i do have loads of money even though i hate getting a tube every day i hate wearing these clothes every day i hate sitting in the same seat with my desk every day etc etc or am I gonna do something that feels a lot more fulfilling, a lot more engaging, a lot more a lot more spiritually blessed as well? Like I feel like it helps me get 
it helps me get closer to God in a sense because I'm able to talk about certain things. Yeah, that I, you don't generally have that conversation at work, um, or I'd never did, but I'm able to have certain conversations just through music now. Okay. Um, and time as well. Time is everything. So time and opportunity are two things. Like however you use your time is very very important because we all have the same 24 hours. And if I'm giving somebody else my most effective time or my most effective hours, then the hours that I have for myself are dead. So yeah, for me, it was very much like now I have all the time that I need to create the legacy that I want to do and the success that I want to see eventually. Would you um, just jump in on the fact that you mentioned that it sort of, you find that music brings you closer to God. Would you say that your faith is quite important to you? I would 100%, but... Um, yeah, whenever we, whenever I get into the conversation about God or faith, it's very interesting because I'm not, um, I'm not religious like yeah. at all. I'm not Christian. I'm not yeah. Muslim. I'm not Hindu or etc. etc. Okay. etc. Et et However, I see the value in all of those things and what it brings to certain people's lives, and I feel that there is something that connects all of us Do as quite spiritual, like a spiritual beings. Person, yeah. yeah, that's how I describe it without it, because I know some people see it as a bit, um, I don't know, a bit cliche, a bit corny. Or a bit of a cop out when you say oh, spiritual, but in me being genuine, the way I see people is that we are all spirits essentially, yeah. but we all connected to something, okay. and the way we interpret that connection is completely individual based. So for some people, it will have to be through Christianity. For mm. others, through um, Judaism. Through me, I kind of try and do it through a sense of like morality and ethics. Okay, and I feel like <coughs> that's enough. Some people will say, what are you talking about? That's definitely not. And obviously prayer as well. But um, some people will say, of course, that's not enough. You have to go through the Pope or you have to go through um, whatever it is yeah. that certain doctrines prescribe. I'm not sure if you really, really do. But I feel that it does me doing music and me having my own time and me having my own um, my own purpose now has really allowed me to like dig deeper into that and just see the world more for what I believe it probably is yeah. as opposed to what someone tells you it might be. That's interesting because I feel like, especially recently, we've seen like an increase in people using music to uh, speak about, you know, religion or spirituality mm. and stuff. Um, Stormzy springs to mind. Yeah. And like different artists that they, they use it, like it's become more acceptable to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. those kind of things and or just express <laughs> that through, your mu through music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the another question I had for you is, uh, what does success mean to you? Like, when do you think that? When will you say, "All right, I've made it. I'm a successful artist"? Yeah, or yeah. do you already think that you're a successful artist? Or I think it's funny because I did a panel discussion the other day, and this is a question that came up as well. And what I truly believe is that success is measured in various different stages and okay. steps in it. There's no. There's no end success. If we spoke to Jay-Z and Beyonce now, they both say, yeah, we're pretty successful, but dot, 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 yeah. whatever else they're trying to um, become successful at. Mm. Whereas we'd all look at them like, oh my God, what are you talking about? You're so successful kind yeah. of thing. Um, there is obviously levels. So for me, it would be a huge success if, say this tour that we've got coming up next week, if every venue was sold out, especially the London one, and everyone had a great time, that is a huge success to me, like huge. Um, but success to the point where I'm like, cool, I've got it. And I don't really have to look over my shoulder to make sure that the next thing I'm doing does really, really help me. And I've got that um, contingency behind everything. 
that's something that I'm still working towards. That's when I'll be, that's when I'll be able to do the bare basics, or, well not bare basics, but the necessities of life of having ownership of a property, for instance, yeah. having ownership of a vehicle that allows me to travel to the places that I need to go all the mm. time. Um, being able to provide for a family all this kind of stuff all these necess necessary things that you have to do in life that's when i'll feel like all right cool i'm i'm good because yeah. i can do these kind of things yeah. okay. and i also feel happy with what i'm putting out there as well that's when i'll kind of feel a big form of success but of course from there there's even more and more and more to go so so it's like there's different markers of success on yeah 100 percent. this journey that you're on yeah 100 yeah, that makes sense um <clears throat> So you, you mentioned the tour and I yes, mentioned I earlier how uh, 2019 has been a big year. So um, well actually, so I first um, came across you at, you know, the Kiki Music event back yes. in like, yeah, November, yeah, yeah. Yeah. November yeah. Um, where they like did a bunch of events yeah. around London for like a week or something like that. Um, and shortly after that, you dropped your album. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was so just two weeks after or something. Oh, was it two weeks after? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know it dropped in like, end like, end like end, end, Yeah, or December or something like yeah. that, yeah. So... Um, yeah, speak on, you know, dropping your album and what, yeah, man. firstly, so the the album's called Lecky Perspective, yeah. right? Or Lecky? Lecky. Lecky. Yeah, 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 the headline okay, so show that I did was called Lecky Perspective, yeah, but the album yeah. was Lecky, yeah. Okay, so why the name Lecky? Um, you have to listen to the album to find out. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying, because okay. the reason is on the album. Um, it's not like a super deep and it's very, very clear on the album as to why it's called Lecky. Mm. Like, you'll find it out. I say it very bluntly. Um... But in essence, it's something, it's a name that's been associated with me since I was very, very young. And this album, Lecky, is very, very, I guess it kind of epitomizes all of the types of things that I believe in or I prescribe to at that specific or this specific moment in time. Um, without going so deep into everything that I believe, but giving you a broad spectrum of the things that I do hold dear to myself, whether it's relationships, whether it is my spirituality, whether it is having fun and enjoyment, whether it is empowerment and encouragement, whether it is social issues, um, whether it is rapping abilities as well, like trying to be good at rapping, stuff like that. That's what Lecky will give you as a listener. And it's got a theme throughout it, which is basically a conversation almost like we're having right now as yeah. well. Is it, is it is the person that is in the conversation, yeah. is that meant to be a therapist or is it just a person that you're just talking to? No, it's kind of like a therapist. Okay. Um, yeah, when I wrote it, it was, it was really weird because when I wrote it, it was me being hypercritical of myself okay. more than anything. And I call the person doctor um, or just doc throughout. But it's more like, it could be really interpreted as that's just your self-conscious uh, and you're battling that. Or you can see it as a more literal sense of, yeah, this is the doctor slash therapist that you're talking to who's going to be critical to make sure that you really understand what you're getting yourself into and you can definitely like verify what you believe in. Because a lot of the time people will just say stuff for the sake of saying it. Mm. And it's like, do you really believe that relationships are good between a man and woman, for instance? Do you really believe that God is in this light, etc., 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 whatever it is? But yeah, to verify that, and that's what this album kind of is. Is it, um, was it your debut album? Debut album, and yeah, I've done loads of mixtapes before, and they were all like to me, they're all like practice hours just to do stuff at that moment in time. So when I was in Manchester, I was making mixtapes when I came back and I was doing the nine to fives, I was still creating mixtapes and stuff. 
2016 I made an EP called Autumnal Aura and that did pretty well in terms of like underground London uh, bubbles and stuff so that helped me get a few good shows like Jazz Cafe and stuff mm. um, but yeah from there there was a big battle between like should you do an album or not in my mind and even with people that I was talking to yeah. and a lot of that was just based on the fact that like the numbers aren't there um, but again it's kind of coming back to the success thing it's like do you have to wait for success to hit you before you actually do something or do you do stuff to make yourself successful and I like to do stuff to try and make myself successful so yeah I thought it's just time for me to do an album I've done mixtapes I've done EPs I've done singles I've done yeah. videos I've got XYZ what else can I really do yeah, no, artistically um, besides making an album so how does how does your approach differ like firstly yeah. what do you see as the difference between the album and the mixtape because like right yeah, now yeah, we're streaming yeah. it's almost like it all comes under this one bubble of project yeah. and people just drop just to drop yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What do you see as the difference between an album and a mixtape? And like, how did your approach differ yeah. when you're making the two? So an album, a lot of it just comes down to the word. And if someone uploads something and they call it an album, to me that means, all right, when everything is said and done, this is what you. This is what we. Yeah, this yeah. is what we're looking at. Like your mixtape is just, thank you for giving your fans and people who listen to music just something extra to listen to. Whereas your album is how we measure you. Your album is the thing that can win you like serious awards. Your album is the thing that will be compared to other people's albums of the past because people of the past, they didn't really have mixtapes the same way we do. So we're looking at, let's say we're looking at Tupac and Biggie's albums. We're going to measure your album against their albums. We can't measure your mixtapes against their albums. And a mixtape is, mixtape generally in my head is a lot more fun. Um, just because you can include interviews, you can include freestyles, you can rap on other people's beats and production. Yeah. You can kind of just... You can flex. Basically. Yeah, you can flex yeah. and do anything you kind of want. I think um, Logic, American Logic, is yeah, quite yeah, good yeah. at showing the difference between the two. Like on his mixtapes, the... Is it Bobby, Bobby Tarantino? Bobby Tarantino yeah, and the those Young Sinatras. Mm. Yeah, he kind of just goes in. Yeah. He just raps and he just picks a load of beats that he, he finds easy and fun to rap on whereas when it comes to your album everything is original first and foremost so you have to think about all of the production has to match exactly what you're going with and for a good album in my head it's usually it has to be cohesive first and foremost and it sometimes is conceptual as well it doesn't have to be but it's definitely cohesive whereas the mixtapes it could be more like bang bang little filler stuff bang bang little because it it's just interesting you say that because um i was having a discussion with my friend about um drake's albums actually because i was saying that i'm a big i'm a massive drake fan mm. but i feel like he hasn't dropped a cohesive album in a while and my friend was yeah. debating me on that and yeah. i realized that i don't really know how i define a cohesive album i just know when something <laughs> feels cohesive or when it doesn't do you get me yeah so yeah, like yeah. more life didn't feel cohesive more more life wasn't good exactly was like I, but that was the one he said was a playlist yeah, that's that. what he said was a playlist yeah, so yeah that i don't so think he wanted that to be cohesive. exactly that yeah so what, what do you when you say okay it has to be cohesive mm. what do you mean by that i mean sonically sonically conceptually and emotionally there has to be something that spreads across the whole project like or you can yeah or something that kind of ties a to z yeah so j cole kod for instance yeah I suppose that one's a little bit easier just because that is a conceptual project as yeah. well. Like I that think is J. J. Cole's good at doing conceptual projects. Like yeah, so even for your eyes only yeah. as well. Like it's conceptual. So you know from A to B, 
there's a certain theme that's running across and in terms of production like the production can vary so with kod he had the trap bangers but then he had very slow more heartfelt and introspective songs as well but yeah. all tied into the concept of how drugs can destroy and damage people whether it's a personal thing that he's had or just seen or just generally how he feels about stuff yeah so that's why i see like that's cohesive um i'm trying to think of another example that's not conceptual that's cohesive let's just say nazilmatic that kind of comes down a lot to the production though like all the production was very very similar it had that gritty new york 90s i, I would say with that one, though, i would say that that is it is sort of conceptual because it's like him as he's basically said like i'm a little kid talking about about what's what i see in it. what i see in, yeah. in new york so that that is kind of like a concept i would say with that one but i hear what you're saying about mm. it's not it's not like you wouldn't pick that out as this is a, a conceptual album. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do yeah. You know I mean? But yeah, that is definitely a cohesive one as well. So I guess maybe maybe sort of the beat selection and that kind of thing. 100%. Yeah. Like say with More Life, there was... <laughs> yeah, see that <laughs> one, I feel, I feel like More Life, like he said, he was trying to showcase all yeah, the music like that everything. inspires him and stuff. Like So yeah. I, I think that's why he decided to do like UK here. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah. And I Drake's think with, with Drake, thing. I think that's like one of his greatest attributes, but also his biggest flaw at the same time, the fact that he is so diverse with his music that it's almost impossible for him to say, all right, I'm going to pick this sound and stick to it. I think the- It would, it would always disappoint one section of his Exactly. Sundays. I think the yeah, one time yeah. he kind of did that was, if you're reading this, where he was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rap basically yeah. across the whole thing. And he pretty much did. But of course that, you know, now in 2019, where there is huge, um, Bashman Afrobeat influence where there's huge drill and grime influence yeah. where there's huge hip hop R&B influence and even pop influence for Drake as well it's like he has to do all of it <laughs> it's true but I mean having said that if you're reading this is one of my favourite Drake projects so there you go and that's yeah. what a lot of, like subsequently a lot of people have been saying that as well yeah like I when think, you stick to when you stick to what you know yeah, you're, you're best at exactly with that then, feeling of I mean, cohesion it's yeah. like actually Janar this is hard because yeah. he just I mean, goes in like, the whole way it's, everybody has a different sort of Drake mm. list in, in their head anyway just everybody right, that's yeah. a Drake fan has a different yeah. Drake list because so. <laughs> my, my boy which I, I was chatting to he really loved Views and I'm like yeah, Views, View, views oh, wasn't nice. it for me so I'm not even like a huge Drake fan but Views I, c I don't think I can ever listen to that again that's what I'm saying for me <laughs> view, Views wasn't it like to be I'm not going to say it's a bad album because I do like it yeah, and I, yeah. I still spin a few songs off it but as a project that it wasn't it for me but the yeah, guy yeah. the guy swears by Views like he dies by it so <laughs> he was fully trying to convince me and I was there like how are you like <laughs> but then I guess everybody, everybody's thing, like, you know, everyone's taste all, is different. Yeah, it's man, a personal sorry. preference thing. Um, okay, yeah. So you you dropped your album in December. Yeah. Um, you've also you're part of is it exclusive collective? Correct, exclusive okay. collective. Yeah, yeah explain that's the team. what that is. So exclusive collective is um, a group of six different artists. Yeah, yeah, we'll call. It, yeah, everyone's an artist, predominantly rappers, but then we also have like spoken word as well they also have merchandise we also have graphic designing as well so okay. it's just creatives who do stuff together yeah well it's funny because like we do a lot of stuff separately but then we tie as much together as we can like we just try and connect with each other because if someone is good at graphic designing for instance we'll talk to them about the graphic design if someone needs studio then we'll be like oh guys we're going to studio etc but it's not a thing where it's like I'm going studio, so everyone in the collective has to come studio with me. Kind I get of thing. You. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, but yeah, man, there's Timmy B, there's Willis, there's Ferns, uh, there's Jerome Leeds, and there's Ghetto Hippie as well. And everyone's like, as I said, kind of doing their own thing. And then we come together. So yesterday we got 
nominated for an award at the Legacy Nation Awards. Okay. Um, that was their first year as well doing the award show, but it was pretty good, man. We went there, we didn't win, um, but it's cool because it was nice to just be in a room and be amongst like mm. other, other people exactly like that. that are what, doing what their was, thing. Um, what was the award that you were nominated for? Best Music Group. Best Music Group. Yeah, okay. yeah. so uh, yeah, almost won that, but yeah, not this year. Probably when that event is bigger and better and we're bigger and better, we'll come together and be like, yes, thank you guys, you got yeah, this now. And yeah. <laughs> Um, um, it's interesting that you mentioned awards as well because um, so was it last week that you played second in the coffee music project yeah or? just last week yeah last week man. Okay. Just, was it even last week I think it was this oh no it's Monday yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. Just, I saw it on Instagram yeah. and I was like right, make sure <laughs> you ask oh, about this man. one <laughs> what day is it yeah 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 it was just last week um, yeah came second in the coffee music project and it was so funny because it was like I'll say this candidly it was like it was fixed didn't it well, the, the result and yeah 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 okay. but it's cool um, because what we did in the room made me know that what we're doing as in me I had the guitarist as well IK shout out to IK and uh, piano player Alex DeLacy as well so shout out to them so what I knew what we are doing is is touching people because they even mentioned it and referenced it themselves but when I saw the winner who won I was like oh this is sick but there was a lot of things from the very very beginning of this whole process that as soon as they announced him it was coming up to the stage I was like yeah this makes so much sense okay. like the whole right. thing kind of clicked in place then so I thought okay cool if we're second then really we won which is dope um, but we didn't get like the actual grand prize which was going to New York and then also a thousand pounds in cash okay which you know, we move nice, anyway. Yeah, it would have yeah, been nice, but yeah. we move still, and like we'll we'll be good. Um, so, how did the like explain what the project yeah. is, how it started, and stuff like that? So, Coffee Music Project is an organized. Oh, in fact, no, it's a competition um, that leads towards London Coffee Festival, New York Coffee Festival, and LA Coffee Festival. So, it operates in these three different parts of the world. London Coffee Festival was it was that was yeah, it's already it was gone recently, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. I think in March. Yeah, because I know yeah. a few people that that went to that. Yeah. Yeah, so I performed at that as a finalist okay, of the yeah, Coffee yeah, Music okay, Project okay. London. We all got to perform at London Coffee Festival. That's a lot of coffee stuff, so I hope yeah. I'm not losing people here. <laughs> I'm a drinker. <laughs> yeah. I don't even drink coffee, bro. So yeah, when I was at London Coffee Festival, my mind was blown because I thought I did not know that like people coffee, love it like this. Know, I, I thought it, people it like just just to stay away. Four stories yeah. of this big building, and it was packed of just coffee enthusiasts and coffee and some bits of tea and I thought whoa like this is different yeah. um, but it was cool because it is a whole different demographic then because mm. like this isn't people who not that if you drink coffee you don't like rap but a lot of the people I saw wouldn't be I the wouldn't anticipate that yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um, but yeah the whole process is in itself there's an online application bit you have to apply online if they accept you they're like cool you're through to the live stages and there's preliminary round of 32 um, then there's a semi-final of 16 and then there's the final of eight people as well and they spread it out over the course of I think we started in February and as we said we just ended last week so between February and April so like two months or so is the whole process once you get to the live stages that is and yeah man as I said the winner gets to go to New York well the winner of the London one got to go to New York uh, got cash prize I don't know what the winners of New York or LA will get, but those are happening both in October and November. Okay. So yeah, I was even saying to the team, we might even just go out to New York and just might as well. Do, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got a few months to plan it. Yeah, so might as well, man. Might as well get out there or LA, which one of the two? Yeah. Um, we're gonna take a break here because uh, do it, bro. Daniel's here, so Pick up Daniel. we're gonna <laughs> jump in one of your tunes. Which which tune would you 
like me to play? Uh, have you got Have you got bots there? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. run that. Alright. Cool. Here's uh, bots by LMZ. Cool. 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 I don't wanna see no blood on these streets and I don't wanna talk about the blood or the crips but me I wanna talk about the love that we give cause all that I do is from above not beneath say I don't wanna see no blood on these streets and I don't wanna talk about the blood or the crips and me I wanna talk about the love that we give cause all that I do is from above from from Leighton Stone that is my home East 1-1 yeah that's the postcode I don't rep for the manor or rep for again, it's just where I'm raised, man. It's not who I am. See, you all around the city, I know loads of good people. We're all around trying to keep it peaceful. There's another energy that wants to be evil. That frequency, it can never be equal. No, no, because that ain't something I aspire to. Why would you want to claim the darkness is the light for you? I ain't from the rose, but I still be on my toes because there's loads getting dissolved that ain't even involved. News always talk how the youth stab youths up Streets need a cleanse like a full ablution Gotta talk to them so we know our futures Once we're done talking, time to do stuff Out to the parents, please be aware that Half the kids are going out, really unprepared that There's exploited people around in the areas Reducing their choices, claiming the carers Half of them ain't bad man, but had to adapt man Now they got killers all over the Snapchat And running bank scams, but Here's the facts, man. How can we say they come and offer the banks can? While the system takes luxuries, barely gives subsidies Too many left in custody, so where we must adjust the lead They're putting spikes on benches for the people with the roughest sleep That might talk to you, but I swear that it ain't touching me Those who overstand will recognise that we ain't underneath They'll never get my innermost, barely get the crust of me But once you bust the beat, swear that you could put your trust in me I'm trying to keep my heart in the path so it don't adjust my dream Keep your dreams, your aspirations, it don't mean you have to stand on stage And stop procrastinating, F the man that's hating, have to stand and breathe it it's your preparation for your greatness I wanna see you free, this is my emancipation Keep your dreams, your aspirations It don't mean you have to stand on stage and stop procrastinating If the man is hating, have to stand and brave it It's your preparation for your greatness I wanna see you free, this is my emancipation Say, I don't wanna see no blood on these streets And I don't wanna talk about the blood or the crips Yeah, so that was Bots by Lemzy But, but, but And uh, Daniel's in the building, what are you saying, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you the doing? The headphones don't work, so you can take them off still. <laughs> they don't work. Oh. Wait, do they work? No. I'm pretty sure they're not for good. Yeah. Safe for the donuts, so. What are you saying? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Thank you for joining us eventually. Eventually. <laughs> no, I brought donuts. Yeah. I feel like I made up. It's mad, though. This is the yeah, first no, time you've been on since. Um, the jam. When's, when's, uh, when's the last time you came on, bro? Like, January? Something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. It's We've been, been a while. trying to organize it. For, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Months. But I mean, working it. But obviously, yeah. it's a bank holiday today, though. Yeah. But what's, uh, what's work saying? Yeah, 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 no, work is calm. Um, it's good, still enjoying it? Yeah, still enjoying it so far. Yeah, so <laughs> so very beautiful. I mean, like, <laughs> the said, project yeah, I'm on isn't it. that interesting right now, but, like, there's other stuff I'm interested in that yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get into. So it's calm. Cool, man, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so, Lemzy. Yes, sir. We were talking about everything that you've been up to in 2019. Yeah. So we just finished talking about you the coffee music project uh and lastly you you're going on tour correct man you're going on, on tour, tour this week right 
Wednesday, Wednesday the 8th of May, right through to Saturday the 11th of May. We're going to be on tour, the Hidden Gems live tour, first UK tour, first tour in general, actually. Okay. Um, so it's going to be sick, man. I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's starting in Coventry on the 8th, Leicester on the 9th, Manchester on the 10th, which is Friday, and then we'll be back home for Rich Mix in Shoreditch on Saturday the okay. 11th. Yeah, I'm proper gas for it, man. It's going to be no, me, the rest of the exclusive collective, uh, Trey Avalon. We're going to be traveling around the country and then we've got some six support artists all over. So in commentary, we have commentary-based artists in Leicester, Leicester-based artists in Manchester, Man Manchester-based artists. So very, yeah, I'm just looking forward to like networking with these different places mm -hmm. outside of London and see what's happening, what's the vibe and what we can attract there as well. Like it's a real test. Are tickets still available? Yeah, tickets are all there. If you want to grab some um, in the out of London shows, we've got two for one available and also groups of four get a discount as well. Okay. So if Dope. people just head to www.hiddengemslivetour.co.uk, uh, you'll find all the ticket information for all the dates. Or if you just follow me on Instagram, at Artist, click the link in my bio, you'll see it there. Or at Hidden Gems Live, link in bio, you'll see it there. Why the, uh, why the name Hidden Gems? So I do my own events as well and okay. Hidden Gems Live is one of the events that I run. Uh, I've been running that since September 2017 and yeah, the same way I was like, uh, am I going to sit around and wait for people to, you know, finally be listening to me to drop an album was the same thing with this tour. I was like, oh, am I going to sit around and wait for someone to book me to go on tour or am I just going to use some of the networks and connections that I've already developed, i.e. the artists that we've got in these different places, some of the organisations, etc. And just connect with these people and just try and make our own thing happen the same way we do in london all the time because the show in january that i had was that was like a high success point for me again that headline show that i did and from that i just thought yeah i need to do this again is that the lucky perspective yeah show? the lucky perspective yeah. show sorry that we had in the last time in rich mix and from yeah from now it's like i need to do this again I need to just make these opportunities happen for myself because mm -hmm. right now you know i'm getting older I'm getting better, but I'm getting older still. So it's like, I can't sit and wait for anything to come to me. I have to like create these, my own opportunities and just hope from there, something builds off of it. But yeah, Hidden Gems Live Tour UK, Wednesday the 8th through to Saturday the 11th. Tickets online right now on C Tickets or on Rich Mix website as well. Yeah, we'll post a, we'll post a link as well. We'll put, put the episode out as well. Um, so the last question I had like, well, the last couple of questions I had more, like focus on your career. Yeah. Um, Firstly, what's been the highlight so far in your career? Yeah, it would be this these last like six months really. So getting on Sky News, getting on London Live, releasing the album, doing a sold out headline show, then this creating my own tour alongside the people that I mentioned before as well has definitely been like one of the key highlights for me because it's just I'm proud of everyone who's been involved, uh, been involved and really like contributed as yeah. well. Like we haven't even done it yet. It might be a tremendous flop who knows but it won't be it won't be a tremendous flop but the fact that like we're gonna actually we've done it you know we've done it and this is something that not a lot of my peers can say they have actually done yet so i look at us as people that are leading the way in our own little circle of uk music you know there's other people obviously who are already successful and already doing global tours like daves and stormsies etc yeah, but yeah. for those of us who are not um commercially seen yet and not supported financially by any outside entities this is what we're doing mm. you know, we're making things happen still no that's dope when when i can't remember if you mentioned this but when was it that you started your like 
you say your music career in earnest so like when was it that you left your job and started doing it um full-time basically so that would have been july 2016 so okay. yeah it's going to be three years soon okay. where i like this is what i've been doing as a full-time uh, full-time job fair enough fair enough um and lastly what what do you wish that you knew before getting into the creative industry mm. well, and i, I guess I in extension what advice would you give to anybody that is trying to get into the industry um make sure that you've got a good team around you because you can't do everything on your own make sure that you put in the hours as well and make sure that you actually do it because you want to do it because no one has to do music like no one's putting a gun to anyone's head saying you have to make songs so if you don't feel that this is for you or if you don't understand actually that there is a lot of hard work that goes into doing it as hard as any other job that you're going to do um i wouldn't recommend it yeah Yeah. fair enough fair enough um okay so you mentioned you mentioned that you you've been on Sky News, correct? Yeah, and I Sky saw that News. actually. Well, I saw I saw your post on Instagram, and the caption on the thing said, uh, "Lemzy abandoned plans to become a lawyer to focus <laughs> to <laughs> focus on making music to fight yeah. knife crime." <laughs> so so we actually we Big discussed it um, back when your album dropped. We yeah. we discussed. So what we do every month, we do like a music roundup. So we just mm. round up the music that um, we've been listening to that month. So your album dropped back in December when we yeah, were talking yeah. about it. Um, I think it was, you just posted on Instagram. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about. We were <laughs> just like, so how are you gonna? What you're gonna drop out and be like knife man? <laughs> and like, they really and then I was listening to the album. Like exactly. Yeah. Like, and I listened oh, to the album man. and I was like, the album is not like a anti knife crime album or anything not like that. Tool, and not yeah. that anybody could even release an album that yeah, it's just that fully about knife crime. Yeah. And then, like the problem of knife crime is solved through through an album. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so they're kind of like. They kind of stitch you up with that <laughs> bro you know what? i wasn't even shocked in it it was like I, uh, yeah it's funny man all of that kind of stuff around the media i knew that there was going to be their own agenda and then really and truly it just comes down to can you get what you want to get out of it as well like don't go into it so naive that these people are going to do everything you ask them to do they yeah. have their own agenda and whatever they want to get out there and sensationalist um headlines yeah. are exactly what they do so first and foremost i didn't drop out (laughs) (laughs) i got my i got my degree first and foremost (laughs) secondly i made a song about knife crime um as opposed to being this vigilante who's out here trying to fight everyone who holds a knife and stuff yeah that was bots as well yeah yeah um and yeah there's a lot of people who are actually like really about this let me end knife crime stuff most of them aren't musicians. Most of them are doing real active groundwork. There was a guy on the, I can't remember his name, but the guy who was literally giving people JD vouchers in exchange for their weapons. I heard I about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but he was on a lot of things. I think he was on Sky News. He went on Good Morning Britain, a couple other things yeah, as well. But those are the people that, if you want to talk about knife crime, look at him and look at what he's doing. Or the people who consistently work in um proves or with young offenders and stuff i work with young offenders sometimes or with young people a lot but they're not the young people who are most at risk of being involved with knife crime they're just the ones who love rap music or in school you know they've got a bit of attitude and stuff but they're not yeah they're not the ones who are out here causing crimes or vulnerable really to that extent kind mm-hmm. of thing so yeah it was it was just a lot of <laughs> i do think, I, do think um, I mean even though like the headline that they put was basically a joke to be honest yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> i do i do think there is a kind of a point to be made though because um i guess not just focusing on tackling knife crime mm. uh, and i'm thinking london specifically but also just youth engagement in general yeah yeah, yeah. um 
doing that through music yeah. i think has has um it carries a different weight to doing it through certain other means yeah, yeah because yeah. um you know that at that age they're kind of impressionable they listen to music they listen to the artists anyway yeah. so um i do think there is something to be gained through like using music to try and engage the youth 100 in, in yeah, percent. um and like you do a lot of youth engagement yeah yeah work, yeah right yeah so i work um in a bunch of different schools across east london and essex and i also as of late especially i've done quite a few talks with uh, different groups of young people at different ages so i was in sheffield last week at a college just giving a talk more about like what i've done so far um and just the honest reality of someone who's an independent artist trying to find their own route to success in their different formats again last week yeah i did another talk with some young secondary school kids as well and that was all about like politics and potential involvement in politics whether at this age that they're at or slightly older or when they're actually a voting age and stuff so there's a lot of things that i end up being involved with um a lot of them i don't even actively look for at the moment because for me one of my main priority at the moment is making sure that the music is sick and the tour is sick but now because i've established myself as a member of especially in wolfen forest as a member of the community that's like willing and able to communicate with young people in a way that a lot of other people our age or older wouldn't be able to simply because i understand them a bit more i guess um or even the way i express myself is a bit more relatable whether it's through music or just the way i speak it's allowed certain opportunities uh, such as the ones i just mentioned as well yeah. just for me to be able to talk and engage with them and even through working in the schools at first my at first i did actually have this like complex of no i need to help all of these kids i need to make sure that they are looking at things and becoming better da, da, da. i still have that to a degree but it's a lot lesser now because um, yeah. just from being in the space of these young people and working with them on a weekly basis you see that like they like what they like they don't like what they don't like they don't know what they don't know yet you can show them little bits give them little nuggets at a time um so for instance in one school i always write one quote on the board every week that i go there hopefully they write it down hopefully they remember it but really and truly a lot of the time they're just thinking about lunch because they're hungry or like what's <laughs> yeah, going to happen in break yeah. time and yeah. all this other stuff or whatever we're going to listen to or do in the session so yeah. A lot of it is just, as I said, the time and opportunity. The school's given them opportunity to do something with their time that they enjoy. So let me just try and make it a good use of their time. That's it. What do you think about? And I'm kind of throwing this question out out there because do I, I, I don't even know, I don't even know the artist, but, but um, <laughs> I don't even know the answer myself. But like, what's your opinion on drill music? Because I know people have been. I mean, they recently were sensitive few yeah. uh, drill tunes here and there. Yeah. And there's just been a lot of talk about. Is drill music the cause of knife of increased knife crime that we've seen in in London and stuff like that? Well, that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you think? Uh, drill me. Okay. Are you uh, as old as you as old? Yeah, no, that's cool. In terms of like, is it the cause of increased knife crime? Absolutely not. Is it a factor that plays into uh, certain impressionable minds? Yes. Are there a lot of different nuances and facets behind what causes knife crime? Most definitely. So even when we talk about knife crime, and this is why in bots as well, I dress a bunch of different people because it's not one thing it's not oh these are bad parents or oh these people are poor or oh did there's so many different things that go into why someone would carry a knife use a knife and then continue to do so as well um that 
just pinning it on one point, whether you're saying it's drill or the police or whatever, straight away people show their ignorance because mm. it's like you haven't actually looked at the subject at all or the topic at all. Drill music, drill music, drill music, drill music. It's one of those where throughout rap's history, we've always had like a darker element to it. The thing is, I don't even think it's just rap because if you look at just movies or anything, like there's always, yeah. there's been this sort of like, um, for want of a better word, like fetishization of violence and yeah, like of stuff, stuff that's violent. Like you look at like computer games and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, so the fact that there's violence in music all the time isn't it's not new. It's, it's some, isn't something new yeah, or any new. something like strange because yeah. it's in all sorts of like media that we consume and stuff. What what drill does to me is it just accentuates the hyper masculine, hyper capital cap, uh, capitalist views and perspectives that. They come from a system that has been here since before any of us got here. Um, if we look at this country and look at what it truly, truly holds in a good light or what it truly tries to propagate, it isn't be the smartest person because we see stuff, like we see TV shows where people are just becoming rich and successful from having sex on TV or from actually chatting nonsense on TV. Like these people become successful from doing so. So it's not about be the smartest or be your best version of yourself at all. This is a system that says get money, and well then, because just to stop, like, go on. Sorry to interrupt, no, but no, you cool. say um, they become successful, but like, is success measured by what this the system that you're talking about defines success as? So in other if we're words, talking like, about a capitalist got, got system, money, yeah, if basically. we're talking about a capitalist system whereby capital is what measures how well you do in the system yeah. then yeah your finances are very much tied to that yeah. i'm not saying for my own beliefs that yeah, no, that person no, is no, like yeah. i don't look at um the people of Taui, for instance and think rah they are successful i want to be like them at all however in this system of you now have a lot of capital behind you you now have a lot of interest behind you as well you now have value in the system because of the nonsense that you were saying on TV for like and 40 minutes of a day or something. Um, if we uphold that as the standard, then we can't... When we see um, people that do drill music, really and truly, they're just abiding by that system. They're just saying, I want to have that much money. I want to have that much value. And their environment is different. Their environment is not Taui, where it is suburbs and it is just going to the pub and it is um quite wealthy already it's impoverished a lot of the time it is a micro um economy whereby people are just in the states or in small areas and stuff like that and you have to survive in these kind of these kind of environments so in that setting where they see themselves a lot of these artists will say nah i'm doing what i can to be the most successful here and then maybe I'll go on beyond that. That's what a lot of sick, like Hedy on. He was the most successful where he was. And then because he's sick, he's managed to get out of that and just be a sick artist now. So <coughs> yeah, Drill has its success stories. It has yeah. its, it has its sad stories as well. Um, there's an artist that's from near where I'm from, who's been locked up for I think 23 years now because he was shooting at police. Um, so yeah, when these people are doing what they're saying in their songs, yeah. It's sad because that's their real life. And hip hop music in particular has always been the music where we want people to tell us the facts, like what's going on. Tell us about your story. So we can't be mad at them when they tell us that I'm out here shooting people and they're actually out here shooting people. Yeah. Like we need to try and change their circumstances so they don't feel they have to be out there shooting people. 
I think it's interesting as well because um, I always go back and forth on the drill thing, mm. and I don't know, like, what do you think about it as well? Do you guys listen to drill? I do. I listen to drill, but not. I'm not. I would. I'll say I'm a casual fan. Like I don't yeah. listen to. Yeah, it's not what I spend on a daily basis or yeah, anything. Like I barely that. ever. Yeah. I, if I'm honest, I barely ever listen to drill music. I, I usually listen I like when I'm in. It, I usually listen when I'm in the gym, but I haven't even been in the gym. We need to get oh, gas yeah, yeah, exactly. But I ain't been in the gym that often. I've been trying to get back into it for a while. But um, to be fair, the production on drill exactly uh, is, is hard. Some of it is mad. Yeah, that's why. Say with no stress on the album, I love that beat, mm. and I was like, I have these bars left over from stuff. And because I love that beat, just the bass, um, the way the hi-hats kick, everything about it, I'm like, yeah. this is sick. And a lot of the other drill tunes I hear as well, I think, this is sick. Like, And some of these guys can rap as well. I mean, I think a lot of the time when I'm listening to drill, I'm actually just listening for the beat because mm. um, even if I know what they're saying, I'm trying to ignore what they're saying. Because Fact, one, yeah. one thing I'll say um, that I think is a problem with drill is the fact that they kind of turn the violence into a sport. Like yeah, even like, looking I'm at Hedy, and Hedy's one of my. Favorite. I think Hedy's the best in drill right now. I hear um, that. I and he, he's one of my. He's one of my favorite uh, drill artists. And you know, excellent finish, Mo Salah. It's something that everyone says all the yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah, when, yeah. You, when you deep it, you, you think about what he's really saying. You're like, bro, that's a madness. What you're saying. Yeah. Always like my my young ones, the top striker, stuff like that. Yeah. It's a bit mad what they're saying, it but is. like. But at the same time, did you okay? What about like Fifty Cent and all these other? Because a lot of these guys, yeah, no, I, even Nipsey Hussle. I, I hear that. I hear that. And Nipsey Hussle says a lot of crud in his music. He does. That That's Victory true. Lap album had crud all over, it, but it's a sick I, album. I think <laughs> there's, there's one thing because I think with with Joe, you kind of lose some of the like subtlety behind mm. it sometimes. Yeah, it's very overt. It, it's very, it's very, <laughs> it's it's very, very in, in your, your face. face like, like, they, they, <laughs> it's like they're proud of the fact that listen, our genre is not for the faint-hearted. So mm. if you can't hack it. Fuck yeah, don't basically. listen to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, which I think is like I rate that, but I do think I don't know. I always go back and forth because I think if you if you censor drill, then you're just stopping. The, they're yeah, using yeah. the drill music as an outlet to describe their situation yeah, yeah, and describe yeah. uh, what like the environment they're in. Yeah. So if you just censor it, you basically deny them an outlet for exactly. describing you're pretending that, stuff. that it doesn't exist. Yeah, you're basically pretending it doesn't exist yeah. so that you can appease yourself basically, exactly, and yeah. not only that. You're, you're, you're denying them that and also drill like leads to a legal way of making yeah, yeah, money yeah, so exactly, you now yeah. deny like the them an avenue, saying, an avenue yeah. of getting legal money and bringing people out of the situation they're yeah. in and so that that's the sort of like cons to me of, of banning drill but then on the other hand um, there's some freestyles that I hear where I'm like <laughs> you can hear that they're clearly getting at another gang or another this or another 100%, that and it's 100%. like if, but that's, if something that's, if that's something happens as a result, but if something happens as a result of them saying that on mm. on a record and it going on YouTube and getting tens of thousands, yeah, hundred yeah, thousand yeah. views, if if something uh, happens as a result of that, yeah, then you can't really justify keeping that video up. Or yeah, no, that's that's actually I mean? so a bad it's, thing. It's, it's, yeah, that's a bad thing. But then it's happened. like, do you wait until something bad happens and then censor the video, or do you try and preempt it by? Being like, all right, that's what you're interesting. Saying is, what you're that's saying a good question, mad. actually. You know, it's, it's difficult. That's to... a good question. Um, I think a lot of that comes down. Do you know what? A lot of that comes down to case by case, then, because that's true. I would say there are certain artists who, on the weight of things, you could probably see and say, okay, they're trying to do music and trying to become artists in a sense. Whereas, if another person raps three or four videos in a row and they're just getting at another group, 
you can kind of clearly say, all right, no, that's actually inciting hate. That's there's laws against that, and yeah. that's inciting hatred or inciting violence. You can say no, that has to go because you specifically target another individual, another entity, and now you're actually going against the law. So we yeah. can arrest you for that if anything, let alone take down your video. Whereas if it is, I don't know, done in a, for lack of a better term, a smarter way, whereby it's a bit more subliminal, yeah. uh, it's a bit more anonymous. You are just talking to the world like if X comes to me, then this is what I'll do to them kind of thing. It's like can't really say anything about that because yeah. there's no direct law against that. That's just you effectively living out of fantasy because there's no um, realized opponent or anything. Yeah. So yeah. I think on a case by case basis, it has to be looked at as at that. Um, I don't want anyone listening to this as well to think that like I'm an advocate for the violence in drill at all because that's why I don't even listen to it that much because okay. it is too much for me sometimes I just think I don't know I know sometimes you just sad. have to you have to like like you're almost listening with with your hands over both ears yeah like, trust in it you're listening <laughs> without listening to the lyrics versus like a lot of the time I'm just like ignoring the li- lyrics so you like bro that was mad what you just said yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you really deep the sentences exactly, you yeah. think mm. yeah. but um but yeah and I, I feel like it's a, it's quite a tricky topic in the sense that you want people to have like an avenue to make legitimate money you want people to have an avenue to express themselves mm. but then at the same time it's like you want to strike a balance between someone being able to speak on their reality and someone glorifying that reality that's, that's a reality that's a good for point well. other yeah. people because i'm saying like if these if these joe guys are like okay cool i'm chilling i'm in the studio i'm gonna talk about like shanking someone i'm yeah, gonna yeah. talk about doing this doing that wet man up knife man and like there's a i don't know 12 year old kid who is on an estate and mm-hmm. does have access to knives and has gotten in some beef over some very petty stuff at school like it's like it's a very tricky concept to like it's just fine to let that kid listen to that where this kind of behavior is being glorified because mm-hmm. the thing is like when you look at the statistics and stuff they're posting about um knife crime and stuff majority of the stuff isn't even happening between like people who are say 18 19 20. Yeah, just, yeah. between kids who are like 12 and 14 these people are like very impressionable yeah. this is like kids in like year six or something and they, they realize that majority of these things are happening between four and six which is when kids are going home from school do you know what's interesting and um statistically mm. most of the people that are victims of violent crime yeah. or fatalities of violent crime are actually older people so people who are above the age of I think it's 25 okay. or maybe no it might be 21 21 or 25 one of the two are statistically more at risk of actually dying of violent crime um including knife crime as well i think unfortunately um because of drill it makes it very easy to say this group of people are like the face of it essentially like these are the ones who wear bad clubs the ones who wear hoodies the ones who are from the state the ones yeah, who are young black yeah. boys <laughs> These are the ones that we can look at and say, yeah, it's your fault kind of thing. And let's say there is a 12-year-old person on the estate. As I said before, there's a bunch of things that have led that 12-year-old person to be so impressionable that they will listen to the song and act out the stuff. Because as I said, I work with kids who listen to Drill all the time. And I say, I ask them directly, I'm like, does this ever make you feel like you will go out and do any of this stuff like can you ever see yourself doing the stuff do you know what they're even talking about sometimes they'll say no sometimes they say yeah like it's bait and a lot of the time I'm saying no like, i'd never do that but again that's because these kids are not in the conditions 
that would make them feel so at risk that they need to do some of the stuff that the drill artists mm. are saying so yeah there's a lot of stuff that comes yeah. into it because i okay i used to listen to eminem when i was 10 for instance eminem would cuss his mom cuss his baby mom cuss the world da, 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 da. i could never be like that because my mom loves me and i would never swear at my mom and yeah. stuff like that you know what i mean so it's like yeah some there's an influence there there's information that's hitting you that person who's hearing it whether they're five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve blah 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 needs to be prepped and trained in a way outside of that influence to understand how to interpret it and either not act in it or act on it if they need to act yeah. on it kind of thing yeah it's true i mean there's there's all sorts of and it's like whenever i i touch on this topic and like we haven't really touched on it that that often on the show but like um i try and i don't know i kind of hesitate when i when i approach it because i don't want to conflate the issue of drill music with mm. knife crime because yeah, i exactly. feel like they do too much of that things. they do too much of that anyway yeah but i do think sometimes i mean they're, they're the ones that sort of brought in when i say they i mean the people that yeah. decided that it needs to be censored and stuff yeah. they're the ones that sort of brought drill music into the discussion yeah anyway so um the it, thing is i just want to add like i think yeah because i also think it's a very sort of simplistic argument to just I think so as well, the yeah. two and, it, it's and it's lazy as well because there's obviously a lot of socio-economic factors a lot yeah, of yeah. political factors yeah that lead people to be at risk of committing knife crime because i mean yeah. there are like people from good sort of wealthy middle-class families who are listening to drill music living in like i don't know chelsea or yeah, Fulham or something yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not committing knife crime but then i think one thing one thing where i say that they diverge in terms of some like eminem's type of stuff and like drill music is mm. that i feel like a lot of the stuff that is being said in drill music is a lot more relatable and a lot more real but maybe that's just because we're from we're from London. yeah i was about yeah. to say i feel like what i'm saying is like but like even that, in that's down to personal perspective again yeah so like in terms of Sorry, I don't want to cut you in it. I'll just say quickly, if you're from, let's say, an abusive household mm. and um, your dad is someone that you hate and your mum is someone who's, I don't know, not very good with you as a child, if you listen to Eminem's music, then that music will probably touch Relate you a lot you, more yeah, or be a lot more relatable yeah. than necessarily some of the drill music. Um, yeah. Sorry to cut you though, but go on, man. Yeah, no, no, no I, I get that. What I was saying was that, like, in terms of how, like, Eminem's music, I think was also yeah it was quite violent i did listen to it as a kid but for me like a lot of the stuff sounded quite like like cartoony i mean i mean a lot a lot of it a lot of it was him fantasizing about doing certain things whereas sometimes on drill they're talking they're they're mainly talking about like things that they've never done about real life yeah exactly yeah so i get i get what you mean and these are things where like someone could go into the kitchen pick up a knife and that person is pissing me off i'm gonna go do that yeah i hear what you mean in terms of like dragging someone out to a forest in the middle of nowhere where that was a bit that was a bit people do that and people do that but what i'm saying people have been found in the forest near me and they're like that takes a lot more like I don't know planning, yeah, when you're 12 yeah. like, when you're 12 like, 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 like how are you going to can barely drag yourself out of bed uh, yeah like, so like I don't yeah I think I think it's true it's a very like complicated argument that needs yeah. a lot of like nuance but then at the same time I think there needs to be more done maybe not in terms of like centering people but just in terms of like figuring out how we can sort of 
don't even know if it's like educating people that's gonna do this because like it's not i don't think just listening to a song will make someone go and pick up an iphone and I don't think so, someone either. i feel like there have to be other factors yeah, in place and like it's probably more effective tackling the factors that put these people yeah. at risk in real life every yeah, day yeah of course definitely but then it's like that the fact that you feel like okay this is accepted this is encouraged by people who look like me who have grown up in similar surroundings to me people who seem to be successful at least superficial when I, superficially when i look at them that i feel like gives an added incentive to feel like oh if i do this then i become a bad man like yeah i get respect like okay i'll go pen for like two months yeah, like yeah, two yeah. years yeah. I come out and like I'm and then you got more you got more value and yeah. more sh- social status like the fact it's, that it's, people it's make it seem one. like it's something yeah. to like value being like I was a Nottingham yeah. right I told you I've told you this story I feel oh yeah I think so yeah, 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 yeah like this yeah, was the craziest yeah. experience I'm in Nottingham and like we went out for some Notting Hill no no Nottingham carnival yeah yeah after party thing and we just went um, went out and then like I was there with like f- some family friends that I'd known grown up with and this guy just like just outside the club comes up to us and he starts talking he's a bit drunk mm. he tried to speak to some girl and then she she wasn't really having it she went away yeah and he's angry and he's standing and he's talking to us and then this guy pulls out a gun Mad. In the and, and this is just like in the like just behind a club in like, yeah, the, yeah. like smoking area kind of thing we're just standing outside getting some fresh air quote yeah. unquote um, <laughs> but like yeah and and this guy basically starts just telling us about his life and he's like yeah I'm 36 first of all I was like like the average ahead, age in this place was probably like 20 or yeah. 21 like it, it was a relatively like I was down I was feeling a bit old yeah yeah and like this guy's 36 and he's like yeah I'm 36 I've spent 12 and a half years of my life in pen but like he was speaking he wasn't like he didn't seem sad or most like he was speaking mm. about this with pride yeah 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 and I spent 12 and a half years of my life in pen blah blah and then he pulls out this gun and this guy has bedazzled his gun <laughs> <laughs> like it's some like glittering he's like yeah That's like my my gun like it was like yeah like my, my shit shine when when it's dark shit shine and stuff. When and dark, i was like bro. i was just here yeah, like it's bad man this is kind it's, of it's bad for this guy like, I'm obviously, i was scared because like no one's ever like pulled i mean he wasn't pointing at me yeah but, like, yeah, yeah. like this guy is drunk and he's and holding so irrational that loaded, anything could happen isn't yeah, it? yeah okay. probably loaded guns so i'm just like no sudden movements no nothing i'm just Bruh. standing there just like listening paying attention he puts his hand on my shoulder i'm just like <laughs> Just chilling, paying attention, listening. Like we like as soon as he was done, as soon as he turned to talk to his people, I was dusting it. You got going. I, I my family was just, just out of it. The thing is like the two guys I came with, like these guys are like they were just standing there just laughing. Bruh. And like looking uh, maybe at me and just it, laughing. But they're from Nuts in it. So Not even like, like only one of them is from Nuts. I grew up with these guys in Nigeria. I like yeah. they were just laughing at me because I looked so shook during this period. And I'm like, of course I wouldn't have laughed at you, bro. But in it, trust I'd be like, I pray you can. Because I don't know if I can help. But the thing is, it's crazy because like when we left, then we saw like some of his other people and they all had like all blacked out cars just like outside the club, like Mercedes and Audis and stuff. And I'm like, there are people who are going to look at people like this guy and aspire to be like him. Yeah. Facts, yeah. Because they see him driving Facts. a Merc or a Benz, yeah. and this guy spent over like a third of his life in jail. In jail. But this is that goes back to the whole the system that we live in, then, because it is very much like what is defined as success. Exactly. Yeah. If we're if we're saying success is capital and having stuff, yeah. 
um, and not being able to find to define whether stuff is assets or liabilities because mm. having loads of cars is actually a liability because yeah. it takes a lot of money yeah. but if we say that because he has stuff he's doing very very well and we might even glamorize it and say, oh, despite the fact he's been to prison, he's still out here and he has all these vehicles. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he's taking care of his kids. Exactly. We make it seem like this is yeah. a good thing. I think it was like, does that really, uh, there was some like short film on YouTube that had um, those two guys from Man Them on the Wall. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Joe yeah. Van Wade yeah, Javan, and yeah. Javan Wade and yeah, someone else. I know which one is all, man. Um, yeah, the no. two lights in ones. Yeah, that one has gone in it. Like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what. what nah, the I other think he does like stand up or something. Like, okay, he was always my favorite. He was jokes, but yeah, he was, jokes, he, bro, he was yeah. like a comedian in his own right. The other two were like actors. Uh, I think. But anyway, fair enough, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah. Basically, there was some short film on um, YouTube, and like, actually, no, it wasn't even those guys. I, I like that was a different <laughs> short film. Were you going to share a story? I think I was just like mixing up but like there was a short film on YouTube about this guy and like he was involved in I think like drug dealing and knife crime and stuff and basically he's running from some people and he ends up like having to hide in this guy's house for a bit and this guy's someone who used to be in the life but like now he's gone clean and he's like making legitimate money he's just like working at Sainsbury's or something yeah yeah and like this guy's a bit older and he's talking to them and he's like oh so like you think because like you make I don't know a couple hundred pounds of weed yeah. um, selling drugs with people and stuff and he's like oh you think you don't pay tax on this stuff and stuff yeah. and he's like well let me explain to you like every time police stop you that's tax right there yeah. every time you get picked you get locked up for like a couple months or something that's tax yeah. every time you're like having to look over your shoulder because someone might be coming to stab you someone yeah. might be coming to rob you that's tax, that's tax and he's like explain like you're paying more like you're paying because the guy was saying like oh like you're having a legit job and you're like having yeah, yeah. to pay 20% of your income or something. and it's like you're paying more tax than I am yeah facts yeah. <laughs> your like, life is your tax your really? life is heavily taxed yeah. And but things like people just don't really it's hard to have this kind of perspective and nuance when yeah. you're like deep in that yeah 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 and I think so I guess like, yeah solving that like you mentioned about education that yeah. might be the, the best it's, it's but even like, with like education so many, there's so many different factors that yeah, education is even like what, education, what do people like, weigh up like the yeah. education you get on the street and the education you get in the classroom exactly yeah, yeah. like how like much it can't be seen as, as no, like mean, a linear I didn't mean thing education like like in school i meant mm. sort of educating Just, yeah. them knowledge isn't it not yeah, yeah exactly it is, teaching yeah. them that now what what you're aspiring to is is not what you should be aspiring to because mm. when you actually think about it like you said it's actually taking more of a toll on you yeah exactly then. yeah but i mean Probably just get everyone on scared straight. Scared straight? <laughs> is that, that the one where they go to sure? America? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny enough, I know one of the kids who's went on that as well. Yeah, yeah. Is he alright though? Was know. he scared I straight? <laughs> I think he was scared, bro. But yeah. like, well, rah, this is weird that you're I saw, doing this, I saw, man. I saw it on Twitter actually the oh, other day. It was um, it was some, it was a white kid actually. The, the mm. tweet said, um, "Black parents just know what to do" or something like that. <laughs> Which I don't know because my parents have never spoken to me the way this guard spoke to the kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, the kid was there looking at his parents. Yeah. And he was just, he was pissed, like, you could screw face his parents. And they're looking all sad, like, what's happened to our little boy or whatever. Yeah. Then the guard just comes, put his hand on his shoulder, he says, look up and look at your mother. And the guy bursts into tears. Oh, the mad. kid bursts into tears. And then I was like, yeah, this scares straight thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone like that. Yeah. Because the guy was a big dude coming and whispering in your ear, but like, like heavy, like, look up and look at your mother. I was like, what? Wow, the intimidation <laughs> factor there, it? Like, <laughs> them ones, yeah. yeah. Um, but okay, fine. Moving away from the sort of drill. Cool. Uh, topic because we kind of uh, spoken on that for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask um, about. So you, would you define your music as UK hip hop? Uh, 
because to me that's what I kind of see it as. If I'll, I had to put I'd it, strip in away a, the UK bit. And okay, just, call it just hip hop. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, actually, it's good that you did that. Because <laughs> the question I was about to ask is, how do you see hip hop received in the UK? But the reason I said UK hip hop is because yeah. I feel like hip hop as a genre yeah. is very well received in the UK. Yeah, like but we when all love Drake and Kendrick exactly, and yeah. da, da, da. But when it comes from uh, our um, own artists, it's not as well received in my opinion. Yeah, I think. Um, I think it's interesting. I think we're at a very interesting... Yeah, Jam Donut, man. Love, man. <laughs> I think we're at a very interesting moment in uh, UK rap and UK hip-hop music. I guess, first and foremost, in defining UK hip-hop, um, it's quite difficult simply because I don't feel like there is a huge UK hip-hop platform here because okay. the way that a lot of people look at hip-hop music, if we're saying the music of hip-hop, that would be more what um, groups like High Focus give us or someone like Coops... Uh, people like Koji Radical, people like Shocker, like these are like hip hop artists that we'd say because they propagate all the narratives of what original hip hop is, which is essentially um, certain styles of production, but also <coughs> the concepts and the types of stuff that they talk about in their music is usually quite introspective, quite reflective. Um, and it's not necessarily the most contemporary production as well. I think there's always an alternative factor about it. Yeah. But when but we just you, look at... Do you, real quick, do you think it's the, called alternative just because it doesn't fall into the typical brackets that in the UK we see? So like drill, gram, Afro swing. 100%. That's all so alternative, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's just not it's the just normal, the, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's not the the most widely regarded yeah. thing. So that's yeah. all alternative. It doesn't mean it's bad or it's better necessarily. It's just a little bit different. Um but the rappers in the UK that we have right now, they've had a number one album. Stormzy literally just had number one single with Ossie yeah, Bop. Yeah. Dave's done a whole tour around the whole country and around parts of the world. Um, most acts going to be releasing something. Jay Huss is one of the most widely revered artists in the UK. And I think that's also outside of our scene as well. I think a lot of people just know Jay Huss. Stormzy's going to be headlining Glastonbury on one of the days. Yeah, so I was thinking that he's going to drop an album because I don't he know if he's... But the thing is... I feel like he must be. I was like, he must be dropping an album because... But Glastonbury's mid-June, right? Or is it's it either mid-June or end-June. It might, yeah, it's about... But, yeah, yeah, right. So he would need... Obviously, he's got the single out there. So, because obviously he's going to think about this smartly. He's got the single out there. It's going to mm. do what it does. Um, he'll also need to drop the album and give that time to do what it does. Unless he, so I was thinking, unless he drops it like a surprise drop or announces it in the next couple of weeks, um, and then drops it in two weeks or something like that, he would he would end up having to do like a, a drop on the weekend or the week before Glastonbury, and then be I think he could debuting. And he could. He's a yeah. he's a big enough artist to do that, and then be debut a bit like what Kendrick did with Dam, and then performing Coachella the next weekend. And that's what J Cole so, did with Kod, almost not quite, but. Actually, no, it was similar ish. I guess Drake will have more time. Like, Drake came to Wallace just after dropping. Yeah, but it's Drake. Drake's, Drake's a bit different. Because I feel like Drake. And also, Drake coming to Wireless wasn't even planned. Because yeah. that was True. just because. Um, he just loves London. Gig, yeah, gigs, gigs <laughs> called him, like, bro. DJ Khaled like, dropped out. We need a favor, man. So. But yeah. But yeah, no, I, I still think that Storms. In fact, going back to your original question, in fact, I think that UK rap and the artists that we have here that do rap are. In, um, we're in the best position that we've ever been. I think so as well, yeah. The best position we've ever been. But I also think we also have the most talent on a wider scale than we've ever had as well. Because even if we don't look at the very, um, I don't know, the highest revered artists, i.e. the Stormzy's Daves, Jay Hussey, we just spoke about, yeah. 
if we even go down one level and we look at the fact that we have Loyal Kana and we have yeah. Little Sims yeah. and we have Koji Radical, sick. And we go down maybe even just one level and we have Shocker and we have... Um, who else do we have? I'm trying to think of names off the top of my head. <laughs> we have a lot of great artists, basically, yeah, yeah. who do sick hip-hop music. Um, and I think the fact that the scene is so varied now, like you can be Drime, um, Drime, <laughs> Drill and Grime, innit? You could be Grime, you could be Drill, you could yeah. be hip-hop, you could be alternative, you could be old school, you can be Afro Swing, you could be all of these different things now, or all of them. And you kind of have a market there now. So I feel that um, we're in a very good place. I do feel that this more alternative slash <coughs> ode to the old school of hip-hop um so probably more the stuff that i do yeah and some of the other artists i mentioned do needs to have more of a light on it because you know drill's doing numbers crime it goes up and down uh the more contemporary and commercial rap artists are doing very well afro mm. swing is doing very well yeah this alternative one needs to get that boost so the people like the little sims the Loyals, Shockers, myself, Koji's, 4i, Shana Kane, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Just need to keep punching. Do you, do you see, because I, I listen to, to that type of music, but on the sort of commercial level. Um, Jay Lingo. I don't know. I, I kind of, I struggle to see it reaching a massive commercial level over here just because it, it's too easily bracketed with the Kendricks and Coles and Drakes and stuff and then it becomes yeah. you're, you're fighting with like a monster basically because they, yeah, they're exactly like a they worldwide are. phenomenon whereas we're you're trying to burst out of the UK first and then see where it goes on, on the global scale kind of thing well that's why I feel like um, someone like Little Sims yeah she's, she's is the epitome she's of what artists such as myself someone like Little Sims and like Koji and even out of rap you look at Georgia Smith, Mahalia, the whole hip hop neo soul R and B kind of bubble. Yeah. Yeah. We um, we can't have this again. This linear approach of ah, oh, we gotta do UK. Da, 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 like Just UK go, doesn't yeah, want people. Yeah, we have the internet, the which I, means I, we can I, connect I, yeah. to Germ Germany. Has a <coughs> sick hip hop scene. So does the Netherlands as yeah, well. I've and seen that, France, that colors, the colors show. Exactly. And, yeah. Stuff like that. And, and the it's Netherlands like, have got loads of. Um, festivals and stuff yeah there's so many there. opportunities yeah. outside of our island <laughs> that because it's not america a lot of people have the perception that it's, ah, it might not really be the thing i should go for whereas in reality if it's an opportunity to go and perform in front of hundreds of people or even just a few people in a foreign land sick yeah sick. it's funny actually we had a so we had an artist on here called uh whisper he's a rapper from croydon and i asked him a similar question about um more about just the, what he thinks of the state of the UK scene as it is now. Mm. And he was saying a similar thing. He's got loads of fans in, in um, the Netherlands. I think he his first sort of, <coughs> his first freestyles and stuff started to blow in the Netherlands first before it started to blow here. Sick. And he was saying that he thinks um, in the UK, it's too often people are put in a box. So if you're not yeah. Afro Swing or yeah, Drill they can't judge you or Grime, you. <laughs> or if you're not, if you don't fall into one of those categories easily, they don't know what to do with yeah. you. So they kind of just put you to the side yeah. and you have to kind of look elsewhere to blow. I think with UK music as well, what we have to do is go back in history and see like, what has been the stuff that people really enjoyed? What has the UK market put forward? And if we go all the way back to, if we go back to Jungle, UK music has very much been based on rave music. Like whatever music gets people going at the parties the most is the thing that we want to hear the most. So whether it's been um, jungle or drum and bass or grime 
or garage or dubstep yeah Yeah, all of these things are like quite quick tempo as well so when we talk about hip-hop music which is usually let's say anything between 100 to 80 bpm it's slow it's a lot more i don't know there's a lot more not a lot more words but there's a whole different vibe exactly to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. whole different vibe behind the grime and the dubstep and the UK funky that we had. Yeah. And um, I haven't said that the American stuff goes off, even though trap. some of it, a lot of it is actually, like yeah, heavily trapping, yeah. and that's, that's again true. at a certain tempo where it's that's like this true. gets us jumping, this gets us going. Yeah. Um, so if we look at that, it's not often you hear J Cole in a club. So exactly, yeah. and even if it is J Cole, it's more his ATM kind of song yeah, or anything. Yeah. And same thing with Kendrick, you don't hear. Sing about me, yeah. <laughs> you hear, yeah, yeah, you hear swimming pools yeah, or yeah, yeah, element or something. But I guess that's down to the artist to think, what do you want to do? Do you want to make sure that the UK audience has something that they definitely will probably like, or do you just continue making the music that makes you happy, which is of course fine as well? Yeah, but that as well, yeah. because of the internet, because of social media, we have a little bit more of an opportunity to reach these people that are definitely more in- um, more inclined to listen to the stuff that we produce, but. When I think about like my own music, I just try and make music now that I enjoy. Like that doesn't mean it has to be hip hop music. Um, there was even a house tune that I was gonna start working on soon, just because I was like, I like this. This sounds good, and I have something to say on it. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's what a lot of the people that I look to as the successful artists do. So even if we look at the UK ones like A Day or Stormzy. Um, Neither of their albums were just one sound. That's true. Like you yeah. wouldn't say even though Stormzy, you you would class him as a grime artist. You wouldn't say. I don't even it know the last time he made grime. <laughs> exactly, it wasn't a grime album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and he had gospel on there. Gospel. Yeah, he had, he had all the stuff that touches yeah. him in it, but it's all in different ways. So there is the gospel, as you said. There's grime. There's a bit of just rap. There's slower R and B tunes like the Kalani yeah. ones. So make music that inspires you and makes you happy. Well, yeah, the Kalani feature actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I guess my last few questions um, kind of focus on grime. Cool. Why is it? So you you grime. you don't make grime. <laughs> A lot of artists are you used to. Used okay, to, yeah. so why is it that you moved away from grime? Personally, and this is just for me, I grew out of it. Um, okay. Grime, grime is energy. That's what grime is more than anything. There is an aspect of grime that is very heavily on like your lyrics and stuff like that, but what i was finding was that you can write hundreds of lyrics and you get to spray them on radio and stuff but i just wasn't satisfied with that circuit of go to this radio station and this one rap the same lyrics here that you do here that you do here that you do here write some next week wrap it here wrap it it was like that just didn't feel fulfilling for me for some people they love it and it's sick for them um but for me when i think about the stuff in grime that is like grime so that is going radio sets that is like clashes on lord of the max and stuff like that or on a lesser level um and even some of the events as well i just thought this isn't where this isn't where i'm meant to be essentially because i think just me as a person i'm pretty calm and i'm pretty laid back and slow with stuff yeah um whereas as i said with grimes energy you could be someone who doesn't have any bars whatsoever but if you say yo we like you get it straight away and it's like i i don't have that I, get that. I don't have that I don't want to have that as well I have a whole different thing where it's like let me tell you what I'm saying so um, yeah I just personally grew out of Graham in terms of doing it in terms of listening to it yeah even to a degree I've kind of 
I don't really listen to that much Graham I would, anymore. I would say but yeah, I'm more of a casual fan now. I yeah, like, I don't really know yeah. who's really pop, like not that there's not people popping, but I don't really know who is at the moment. But that, that leads me nicely to my next question because well, um, I was gonna ask: Is Graham dead? Because you don't nah. see, you don't see. It's a difficult <laughs> yeah, one. Graham, Graham is never dead. But uh, you don't, yeah, you don't see people making as much, um, and I don't think Graham is dead personally. But you, I feel like it's evolved. But I don't think it's dead. But I don't think don't, Graham don't will ever people, die, man. Because Graham, Graham is making everywhere. Pure Graham, the way you would traditionally classify you do, Graham. Though. That's the thing you do. But this is the, okay. So with Graham, even when we thought it was popping and we thought it was sick, let's say at the genesis of Graham. Yeah. If we step back and we look at it objectively, really and truly, it was like this pocket of East, this pocket of South London, this pocket of Northwest, and this pocket of North. Outside of that, and a few little pockets up um, outside of London as well. Aside from that, no one was listening to Graham. It was for us, and it was very, very niche. But because we made it seem like such a big thing, and we were so happy to see Kano's and Dizzy's and da 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 um, doing sick things, we were just like, yeah, Graham is alive and sick and there's an energy and there's a movement behind it because there are a lot of things that followed it i.e the dvds came yeah then the battles came um <laughs> then the shows like eskimo dances picked up and stuff like that but i'm sure if there was what was it grime originals that happened a few months ago yeah i didn't go but from what i saw and what i heard it was sick like there were loads of people there bear the mcs came through Except Wiley. It's just the vibe. Stuff, so man. I don't think Graham will ever die. I like I see it in Japan and Germany and Poland and Russia That's and true. stuff as well. Yeah. So it's, it's there. I think, I, think um, I would agree with you that I don't think it will ever die. And I think it's evolved. But I think, like you said, that if you look at it objectively, like back then, it was it was only popping amongst certain circles. Yeah. Like amongst us, basically. But if you look at the music that we listen to now... Um, <coughs> Grime isn't as prevalent as it used to be. It's more like, that. so I think the question of is maybe Grime not dead? in London. Maybe not in London. Yeah, okay. but I also. would say that it still has its heavy influences elsewhere. elsewhere. But I think yeah, because yeah, you're right. There's evolution in London now. We have bare different genres that in 2004 around Grime yeah. Genesis we just didn't have them, or definitely not to the same degree anyway. So I think yeah, now people are just that back then probably would have done grime are now expressing themselves in a different way, whether it's through drill or Afro swing or trap or da 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 We've found different ways to do it now, but there are still, you know, still Mode FM that still has DJs every single day and yeah. MCs that come down every single week, if not every single day. Um, Don City Radio, same thing. I feel Asia like the, foundation, the foundations have been like firmly put in place. Yeah, because they're there. Gonna, you know that this continue. event as well, whether it's Grammar Originals or Eskimo Dance or whatever yeah. else, they'll have people that come and support the thing. Yeah. Um, so, I'm basically, I'm working on a magazine Jeez. about... Um, Congrats, black man. British music and yeah. grime and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm asking a lot of people. So I'm going to ask you as well. What does grime mean to you? Grime means youth and means energy. Grime means um, grime means attitude as well. Grime means just like expressing yourself at that moment in time, however you feel. And that's why you can get away with just shouting out a few words in grime because it's not about being the best lyricist. Grime is very, like hip hop is very much what you're saying sometimes as opposed to how you're saying it. Whereas grime is very much however you're saying what you're saying. There's an emphasis on the how, like give it to me in a way that I will feel it immediately. Don't make me sit on this and interpret what you're saying. 
Make Me Feel It. Skeptics That's Not Me is like, I think that's one of the best songs <laughs> that yeah, came no, out I in like the last decade. I love that song. And simply because I know that if you're a lyricist or a conscious hip-hop artist, you would go on a whole narrative about how designer labels aren't really for people and they take money out of the pocket of people. And da, 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 where Skeptics just came along and said, boom, throw in a bin, that's not what I want. I don't want that. I'm this. Take me for this. If you don't, cool, bounce, I'm gone. And I thought, right, like, so this is sick, yeah, because this is Graham. The production was Graham. The bars were Graham. The fact that him and his brother were in the video as well, I was like, this is Graham. This is British sick. Pounds, when you went 80, 80 British, British pounds. pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the way it is. It's yeah, so DIY. Yeah. That's another thing for Graham as well. So DIY. And I feel like that that being a big part of my past is something that's really influenced me at this point as well. Like, mm. If I didn't see all of these Graham artists doing what they did, creating their own radio stations, their own shows, their own venues, their own blah, blah, blahs, I probably wouldn't be as productive in what I'm doing at the moment. Because um, Jammer always says, whoever's coming out of UK now should uh, honour like Graham for it. Yeah. And at first when he said that, I felt a little way because I thought, why? <laughs> I, I think I think it's yeah. yeah but like, I get I, I get it. I get what it is like as well, because the different like elements they, of what Graham showed they, us. They've, they've like really, they've given it a platform, given our type of music a platform yeah. that uh just wouldn't have existed exactly. prior to, to Graham. Yeah. Um but I do also when he says things like that I'm a bit like, dude, like nobody owes you Because uh, yeah, because the way they, they don't hear it is like he's saying to him like to me, yeah. to every time you <laughs> as opposed every time to Graham, you drop you a hear, tune. Yeah, like. no, thank me, I'm yeah, 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 but no no. I do because yeah, do, the DIY aspect, the whole yeah. creating stuff yourself, the whole making these types of events or showing just being a template more than anything is what I am thankful to Graham for. Okay. Um and I guess the last thing, I don't know if you saw recently Chip tweeted about... Yeah, yeah, if, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, postcode wars. It's like a battle of the boroughs. Basically, he's, Chip, obviously, he's from North. Actually, he wait, said, go on. I think I saw something else. Okay, so Chip was saying that... Uh, he said North has the best uh, spears. So oh, basically, God. he said... Here we go. If, um, if you took London and you split it up into the areas so of North, South, East, West and northwest because i'm from northwest so we, we're yeah separate. you have your own thing yeah <laughs> but are anyway, saying southeast and southwest then are we just saying so south? i'm gonna get into that in <laughs> okay, a second cool. but basically he was saying that if you take it you you do two uh you do it like this so basically you have um a rap beat and a grand beat and it's not a studio it's just it's just rapping you're in, you've got the mic yeah. everybody's around you as well so there's a the pressure of everyone around Calm, you. yeah yeah he East. said north north would eat anyone alive yeah so Firstly, nice. I was going to ask what, what your opinion is. And then basically, he's trying to set it up so that they do it at the next uh, Red Bull Culture Clash, where they have, which I think would be sick. That would be dope. Where I don't, know if it, I don't know if it'll work out because you know, I don't know if everyone itself is, is loving each other like that. Everyone <laughs> in North is, you know what I mean? I don't know if, if it's going to work like that. But um, he's, he said basically, you take your team. Top of, five. Yeah, yeah, like a five aside. Yeah, 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 take yeah, your five. And what you said about South and Southeast, Southwest is interesting because. I've always considered Northwest as separate because yeah, I'm from Northwest, same. and if somebody said you're from North, I'm not from Tottenham or Islington. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it takes me half you're an hour. A to, I saying, it takes <laughs> yeah. me too long to get there for me to say that it, I'm part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, if you separate Northwest, do you need to separate Croydon from South because Croydon's yeah, postcode true. is CRO? Yeah, technically Croydon's not even in London. So, like. so then it's like. How do you how do you separate it? Because if you yeah. include Croydon in South, which I think you would have to, if yeah, I think to yeah you'd have to because we'd include I mean we've always Dilford considered we've, we've always considered as Croydon well, as, as South yeah, yeah. so Croydon South but then I think you would have to throw Northwest into North 
to make it fair then because North becomes too small. So, you yeah. might yeah. You know, I don't know why, but so I mean, you can you can have another team. Like, you can have, you have, have five teams. You have Stratton and Croydon. Stratton would be south as well. But this is the thing. I don't know why, but socially, South has always just been South. Yeah. No one's really, like, I think it's because it's growing it's, up. We never called it South, East, or South. Yeah. Like, oh, you're in South kind of thing. But Northwest is did separate. have its own distinctive the thing is place. Well, because Northwest, North like, so the other day I drove, I, I'm from, like, Edgeware side, and I drove okay. to Wembley. And that's about a 25 minute drive. Yeah. yeah so and you're going from, like, NW7 to NW8 or something. Mm. I can't remember exactly what it is. Whereas in Croydon, so that's like one number, yeah. like you've gone up one in the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in Croydon, apparently, all like in South, you can, like a half hour journey, you go from like SE1 to SE11 or something like that. I don't know. Is out there, out there. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is far. Exactly. I went there, I think, last year or the year before. It's far. So I think I think it's um you can't really do it by postcodes and stuff. Like I think maybe you could yeah, do but separate like, areas. The postcodes so like, aren't even like put in. Yeah, because Wembley, Wembley's eight. Wembley's like, SW three is next to SW seven. Is next it's in, to it's SW meant to be alphabetical order. That's what so it's meant to be. Oh, they don't actually. Yeah. They don't really work because like yeah, SC it's not how far you are from the center. It's so far, and and SC one is London Bridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the one that's one is usually the one that's closest, closest to center, yeah, but then after that, it's just alphabetical. Okay. All right. So we'll do a separate team for Northwest. Yeah, I would Basically. say so. But I'm, South can just be South. I'm back in in this thing. If I had to pick a five, I'm back in North because I think I'm biased. Anyway, <sighs> so who's for me, five? if we go between five? North and South, yeah. So what? Uh, bear, it, it, I, I want to hear. You're gonna say East of it because of you're course. Of <laughs> course. Uh, so my five, my five for North, my five right. for North. Are, uh, Skepta, yeah. Jamie, uh-huh. uh huh. Wretch, yeah. Um, who else was in there? Chip, Chip, Chip obviously. Uh, and I think I had Avelino at five. Yeah, these lot will get barred. They get barred. <laughs> Bear in mind they have to they have to rap on both. So yeah, rap they, they have to be they have to be good on both. They can't like for example, um a gigs, for example, if you put him in the South team, gigs on a grime beat. He can do it, man. He can do it. He did it on three wheel ups. Man don't care as well. Man don't care as well. But gigs on a grime beat, I reckon we'll get spun by Chip on a grime beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat. <laughs> Whereas Chip on a rap beat wouldn't get spun as hard. I hear that. On yeah, a, yeah, on a yeah, rap yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, I reckon that five. It's a solid could, five. I think. I think just. I think it would just. <laughs> I think it would just about take. Because for me, the South five is very, very strong as well. Who's South? Like Dave. My my five Storms. was uh, Dave Stormzy, uh, one of Krypton Conan. I think like because <laughs> if you put them together, Fair I don't enough. know if you should have two spots or one. Like, yeah. Okay. I hear that. Uh, P money. Hard. And. Uh, I was going to say one of Novelist or Bonkers oh, one of those yeah, two I said Bonkers because I don't think gigs would, would keep up yeah. on the, the yeah, grand side you made a, I think you made a smart choice so I said Bonkers out of those Bonkers two out of well. Novelist yeah, yeah I think so as well because I didn't like Novelist last project at all we chatted about it but anyway so I reckon the, the I reckon <laughs> I reckon the North 5 would just about pip the South 5 That's and so I also want to say West I don't know like AJ Tracy. <laughs> it, it was AJ and Big Zoo because yeah. and the guy from Western, you know, pretty good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Louis but, yeah, but like, come on, man. That's very interesting. I, I reckon, I reckon I North, like from North is alright. East has got D double. They've got um, what? We got Kano. We have got, got Wiley. We got Getz. We got Dizzy. We got Bizzle. If you want to go Bizzle, maybe Tinchy when he was on his A game. If you want, we had Criminal when he was sick. Yo, is Scorcher from North? Yeah, he's from North, yeah. Scorcher. We had Maverick as well when he was sick. You can only be pick fair, five, man. 
I'm just going through like <laughs> the bench. <laughs> yeah, no fight. Okay, so definitely Kano gets um, dizzy, despite the fact that Wiley's completely erratic. I'll probably have to put him on there still. But could Wiley do it on a rap beat though? Yeah, I thought Wiley can rap on everything. 100%. Okay, wait, what's been going on with Wiley recently? Like, yeah, he's, he's been he's been bugging man. He's, he's been bugging. He was. Just I told you about guy. when he was he was trying to beef Drake. Well, not beef Drake, but he was getting onto him. He was getting onto Drake. Definitely getting onto him. He was saying Drake's a culture vulture. Um, we should have spoken about that. Whether you, well, I mean, what do you think? No. Do you think I did at first, but no, so <laughs> I don't I, anymore. I think I think um, it depends how you define culture vulture because I think he is a culture vulture, but not for the reasons that everyone's saying and not like in a bad way do you get me like if you if you say a culture vulture is someone that just takes from someone's culture and doesn't you know pay homage or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah. then he's, he's the, not yeah, then he's not that. Culture vulture so then if that's the case then he's not that because yeah. he does pay homage uh to everyone else but if it's just somebody that sort of uses aspects of other peop- people's culture for their own gain which i would say he does that but mm. because he pays homage it's okay you well, like he, that's he's the always, fine line, isn't it? Yeah, because and like for example, when he was on his uh, Afro Caribbean way, yeah, 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 yeah. he signed Popcorn, so you can't, say, yeah, you can't say that he's popcorn, you can't say it's Rihanna only, for, as well, yeah, like. exactly. You can't say it's only for his gain because he's shouted out the people that have influenced him yeah, and he's helped the people that have influenced yeah. him. Like putting Dave on a, a song gave Dave a massive look that's early on, so it's like this he's, he's shouting out his influences. So then it's not a vulture yeah. in that sense, but he is using. You can't say he's not using people's. This is the thing, yeah. So he's he not um he's not doing things to uh, from a truly altruistic standpoint, where it's like he exactly. just wants to help everyone in the world. Which is, I think, Wiley's problem because he kind of makes it out like that's what yeah, he's especially when he says, that, "Oh, listen, I just love the young guys," and I'm trying to. And he yeah, says that yeah, stuff it's like, like no, you know, no, you get something you out, get of something it, out of it, whether yeah. it is like pockets of people yeah. that didn't necessarily mess with you do mess with you a bit exactly. more or whatever or i don't know maybe it's just like some <coughs> internal credibility he gets himself from saying yeah i've helped x i've helped y i've yeah. helped z which is that's fine but in terms of being a culture vulture that would literally mean yeah you come to the uk you jump on a grind beat and then you don't shout at anyone for instance like you just say yeah 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 i'm, I'm sick of this grime stuff in it yeah bah. And then you move on to your Afro swing stuff, and it's yeah. like that would be being a culture vulture yeah. to me. But even when he did the fire mm-hmm. in the booth, and I was on a drill beat, it felt like he was kind of paying homage to drill and saying, "Oh, this is actually sick! Like, I'm, I'm going to give it a go," mm-hmm. as opposed to coming and thinking, "Yeah, this is I can do this." Because yeah. even when he did his show, he said, "Guys, I know I'm not a drill artist, I'm not a grime artist, I'm not a UK rap artist, but I love I coming love here. UK, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like this is my second home kind of thing." So. <laughs> That we can't ignore the fact that he said that yeah. and I he's shown think, it through actions well, of helping people I think people give Drake too much credit for what he's done or is doing for the UK because yeah, he, like, he hasn't <laughs> people say it, I, I heard them I generally saw people arguing whether he's been more influential on the UK scene than Wiley and I'm like Wiley's one of the guys that started this whole thing yeah, there's silly. that and there's also like we give Drake credit for like knowing Section Boys tunes, basically. Like remember when that's he came what it in, is. Like he knows he came things. And he, <laughs> or he was, whose show was it? It was that actually recently. Wasn't it? No, oh, but recently, recently. It, was, it wasn't Lowski. It was because he's in. Yeah, know, was, I know. I know you're talking about though. It's hard Dick to that. Was, was it Dig I think it was. A, it but he was yeah. there. He was rapping the verse. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's bare people that can rap Dig That's verses. He's got bare fans here. Like why? That's what I mean. When when I see people giving Drake credit for like knowing the words, yeah, because that doesn't help. all that proves is he has got Instagram and he's a fan. He's a fan. Yeah, basically, all it proves he's a fan and he listens to it but like you're giving him credit for the stuff that all of anybody yeah, that, that everybody else could you know do and has so, done yeah so i do feel obviously he's done he's done a madness in terms of from a commercial standpoint getting 
uh, UK artists sort of scene out in America and yeah. stuff like that, which just equals more money for them. So I guess from that standpoint, you could say, yeah, he's definitely done a lot. But even then, it's debatable because the Americans weren't really fucking with gigs when he was on More Life and Tracks stuff like that. It, yeah, they didn't so, really so how much? So how much did he really do for yeah. for uh, UK artists going That's out facts, to America yeah. and stuff? Yeah. And he also, it's not even just like rap artists like he's been sort of putting on Georgia Smith like Georgia, Georgia yeah. Smith yeah, yeah, yeah. um like <laughs> yeah Whiskey got a big people. look yeah, yeah. Drake and is a sound man isn't it mm, exactly that he's a sound man so audience. he likes he likes music full yeah. stop I think and you and always see him with different Bunny things really even what was that guy Block Boy J stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, 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 where'd you find I'd never heard of Block Boy J and apparently he did the video he did the video for him for free like the feature in the video did it all for free there you go like Obviously, yeah, as like you said, Drake stuff. gets something out of that. Maybe he knows, uh, this is a sick song, so I know this is going to pop, and yeah. that's another single yeah. that I I can just say I've done, so I don't have to release my own stuff, even, like, maybe. even, the shoot song that he did about JV, that was, like, the song was already out. That was a remix. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, it was a remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Everything. Like, He's been doing it for yeah, time. Yeah. Versace with... Um, yeah, Versace yeah. with Migos. Migos, yeah. 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 He's been doing it for time, yeah. but... No, shout out Drake. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Drake fan of it, but, like, um, basically, I think when people say... The problem people have is that, like, sometimes he tries to pay, paint it like it's completely altruistic and stuff, yeah. and it's like, dude, we know you're getting something out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then on the other hand, like... People don't like the accents as well at times. The thing is about the accents as well. Like, I don't like when he does a Caribbean accent, mm-hmm. because it's like, <laughs> like, why? But but when he Shaky does... Warrior. Yeah, that stuff. When he does that stuff, I'm like, dude, now nah, stop. But um, when he does the... When people say the UK accent, that's actually how people from, like, Toronto speak. Okay, with that point, that's true. But apparently However, is that how Drake like speaks? The, that's the, the thing. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's how <laughs> Drake speaks. I don't feel like Drake I don't ever feel like spoke he's from, like that. And yeah, like he's from Toronto like that as well. Like he's dumbed down the Toronto side when he came in the game. Saying that he was like, like appropriating other parts of Toronto culture, like I mean, he does. He does appropriate Scarborough. Scarborough is like a part which is. I get the one that they speak patois. Yeah, they speak a lot of patois. Then it's also they. They were. I think. Is is like a less affluent area, and he's just not from there. Yeah. But he's speaking like like someone he's from, from Scotland. Yeah. yeah, that's like. But that's like if you're not from ends, and then you try and talk like, like you are from ends. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Okay. There's yeah, that, you're from true. London. That's a good point. But yeah. Yeah. You're not from here, where people actually talk. Like, that if you come from, from Chelsea, the, and then you start yeah, talking yeah, like you're from Hackney, it's a bit like, don't do that. You don't need to. That's a good point. That's a good point. So that's that's the one thing with that whole Drake. It's like, yeah, people in Toronto do. That's thing. No one no one knows how he speaks now. I feel like when he came in the game, he he hid he the Toronto very side. It was very nice. I thought he was American for a long time. He hid the Toronto side because um, he didn't to to you know blow yeah, yeah, America. To blow in America. Yeah, like yeah. Toronto wasn't big back yeah. then. So uh, Canada's big now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Justin I mean, for Bieber. Me, for me, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think when you look at when you look Drake. at the um, like the connection between sort of London and Toronto. I feel like artists here are missing a trick. Yeah, when it's they, close. It's much easier. It's so much closer in sort of cultures as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. That like. Going for America, like going for like New York or something like that. I feel like trying to crack into the, they're sometimes a bit Man. too ignorant. Yeah. Like not to bash Americans no, or anything no, like no, that. No, but I like, feel like they love Americans. That's facts. To them, America is the whole world. Exactly. exactly. So, so, so go. Outside, they so try, yeah. so they so try out in in like Toronto and stuff. I know there's not as much money there, but I feel like a lot of artists here get more. They get more like more love over there than they would. I can definitely imagine that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Canada 2019. Everyone. I'm trying to go out there. Yeah. But um it's just too cold out there. Um but now back to the chip thing. 
quickly before we oh, wrap yeah, up yeah. Yeah. Um, the end so what's your what's your east five because I was saying it's, it comes down to north versus south yeah nah Kano gets dizzy definitely um, is this based on current ability current ability that's the thing that's okay that's interesting well because a lot of that a lot of the artists I was thinking like for example Scorcher mm-hmm. he hasn't dropped like, a tune in a yeah. while well, I mean, he just dropped one when he came out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But prior to that, obviously, he was in prison. And he, he basically wasn't active. Yeah. So it's like, are we taking all time? Okay. Or right really, now? it probably should be probably should be active people. Okay. Even in that case, then, no, you I may have to take, have to take out Jamie. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. Which hurts me because Jamie's like my favorite artist. Like, For real? He's my favorite UK artist, definitely. That's dope. <laughs> it's between, I mean, because I always go back between him and Skepta, but it's definitely, I think it's Jamie. Personally, it's mad that they both made it like big as brothers and Judy is sick, all. yeah. And Judy's doing talented things family, man. Bits, yeah. Mm. Yeah, their, their trick was like sticking together from the start, yeah. though, it? Like, whether it was Meridian or Boy Better Know or whatever, yeah, yeah, like, they're yeah. always together still on it. Mm. Um, top five, okay. If we're talking active people, that does change things a bit because even Kano, to a degree, yeah. since Made in the Man, yeah. he hasn't done anything on it. You guys are looking, looking sticky. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking a bit washed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, washed. Is Steph London? She is from East. Is she from East? She is, yeah. Does she, she count as Dutch because she grew up there? Wait, what? <laughs> She grew up in Amsterdam. Yeah, she but she's from East, man. She's from Clapton. <laughs> she grew up in Amsterdam, G. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right then. It's a bit. Who am I saying for East then? Because really out here, we got Huss. Gets his... Oh, yeah, okay. We got Koji. He's out here. Mm. He can do a lot. Mm. Koji's out here doing a lot. Getz is out here doing a lot. I don't even know if I've heard Huss on a grand Where's beat, Central? I like North. She's from North. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. throw her in. Yeah, replace yeah, with Jamie North, and then you're calm. Cool, you're not calm. Oh. Yeah, man. It's looking sticky for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. South, the thing about South is, because if you took Croydon out, yeah. like if you separated those two, I mean, then, you're, then I think you could, you could, you're fighting Croydon, basically. I reckon... You could find five artists from Croydon. Yeah, easy. That would, like, do. That that would like you know cause yeah, some questions. Yeah, good. Damn, who's in East right now? Where's Ocean Wisdom from? I have no idea. No idea. What about President T? It's from North as well. Yeah, that's President from North. T's from North. Yeah. Yo, we're. North we're laughing, man. Stacked. Yeah. True. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, actually, I cool. say we because I'm northwest, so he's, he's northwest. <laughs> it's a we. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm appropriating it now. <laughs> Dapp, Dappy's northwest. Mm. Uh, Scraps is northwest. Nines is northwest. Um, who else? Where's Youngin from? He's south. 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 Yeah, yeah. I was sure I could. You could put Youngin in south. But is he? We've in, just is got he, all is of the. Is he Croydon or? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We've just got all the Afro swing artists right now. Yeah, that's what we've got. Were. Bane. We have. You could put Jay Huss in there though. Cause I reckon Jay Husk he can yeah, do. He it on could a write anything. I reckon he so can yeah. do it on a grand beat. He's done it before. Sick. Alright, cool. Mistake? Him. I don't know. I forget where Mustak's from. Is he from East? As I well? feel like he's from North as well. He's definitely not from East. He's not from East. I forget where he's from. He might be from North. But yeah, this is going to be a sticky one for East. Then, <laughs> if we're just saying music, then yeah, yeah. Jay Husk, Young. I mean, Bane, I'm biased, obviously. Swarms. So I'm, I'm gonna pick there. either North or Northwest. It's a bit like the Ronaldo Messi debate. Like, I'm a United fan, so I'm gonna pick Ronaldo. <laughs> like, but that's, there's no reason behind it. I was picking. Like. That's fair though. It's <laughs> a bit sticky for United over the weekend. Yo, listen. Uh, <laughs> a bit sticky the playoffs have been man. Basketball's what I watch. Everyone from three to six just. I don't watch football the anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't watch football. That's what Tottenham. Isn't Tottenham. It, but. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys made it at least. <laughs> nah, do you know what? Yeah, I feel like Arsenal will win the Europa. 
and we finished fourth, so they'll knock us out. No, but you, no, the Europa no, just yeah. gets added in. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah just five teams. Yeah, 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 that's true. The only thing that could, the only thing that could happen is if you lose like three 0 against Everton. We have to lose like eight 0 Is it eight? Like your your goal difference is four more than Arsenal's, I think. So if you lost three 0 is it eight? Is it only four? I think it's four. I was checking yesterday, but. Oh, you might. Oh, maybe. But I put my phone down. Let's stop checking for, as soon as. Because Arsenal finished. been taking L's, man. The last like every four games. Has, yeah, every team has, man. But there's been three nil, three one, three two, nah. something like that. Like, they've been taking L's. Oh, I know. It's, the goal difference is eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. we're comfy. Right? Unless yeah, we like unless you lose, lose by four, four and they, four yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but <laughs> their, their, their final game is away from home, so we know they're yeah, not so winning. They'll, so. they'll, they'll take the L. We'll um, probably take the L's because yeah, shambles, man. Support Liverpool this season anyway. Play Europa League playoffs. It's <laughs> embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Listen, that's what it should be. Yeah. Ole, Ole's at the wheel. Man. Oh, man. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, to be honest, that's all my questions on you, Ole. Nah. Um, I think it's been a good, good discussion. Hmm. A discussion, definitely. Yeah, touched quite a few things there. Uh, yeah. Tour life, hidden gems, live tour. Wednesday the eighth until Saturday the eleventh. Make sure you're there. That's this week as well. So yeah, 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 come find me. Come find any of the gang, and we will be performing some live tunes. We're back in London on Saturday the eleventh in Rich Mix, which is in Shoreditch. Easy for everyone, so no excuses. Yeah, we love that. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on, man. Nah, thank you so much. Good luck for the Monday. tour. Let's do it. Good luck for the tour. Love. So the London show is on Saturday, yeah. That, Saturday yeah, the eleventh. Yeah, this Saturday. Yep. There's yeah. a link so if you go. Uh, the one on Saturday is through Rich Mix's own website itself. Okay. But if you just go to www.hiddengemslivetour.co.uk, you'll find it there. Or follow me on Instagram. Follow Hidden Gems Live on Instagram. Link yeah. in our bio, and it'll be there. Come. Um, okay, yeah. So you've been listening to Two Gs in a Pod. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're on we're on everything. We're on SoundCloud. Two Gs in a Pod podcast. We're on. Apple Podcast, Two Gs in the Pod Podcast. We're on Spotify, Two Gs in the Pod Podcast, uh, and we're on YouTube. This won't be on YouTube, but we are on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram at Two Gs in the Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Two Gs in the Pod underscore. And uh, we're gonna leave you with Hidden Gems by Lemzy featuring Tonya. Yeah, yeah.
hidden gems You can spit with lems, you can spit with friends I won't interject, use your intellect It's the biggest threat to the wicked stress That can live in heads, can we kill it? Yes! So let's get the people feeling blessed Things have been a mess, that's some bigger tests Get yourselves erect, I ain't talking sex Get your spirit set, cause you're limitless Time to rise, use your hope, your experience Take it to the point where the fake to sell When I make myself, another taking L's Could chill with the family gang and the pussy But know what I have is great itself Yeah, and that's my whole self-esteem We can destroy any low self-esteem So my gift the gab is this To take my people out the deepest sadness We can damage, take them on a journey Through the recent passage To a happy valley with the peace established Peace and magic every night I say a prayer for this like a reefer franklin hey cause i can roll with a team or roll with a squad or roll with a regiment or when i roll on my own i know that i glow like stones are hidden gems see i can roll with a team or roll with a squad or roll with a regiment or when i roll on my own i know that i glow like stones are hidden gems